Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. ESNY. State of Mind podcast. I'm your host, Danny Small, and we are breaking up this week's episode. Uh, it's a bit of a long one, but we're breaking it up into three different segments. First segment, we have John Maleka, where we're going to be talking NBA futures for player awards, uh, MVP, rookie of the year, all that good stuff. Then we move on to Chris Persianen, where we go through some over-unders, and we talk about the Knicks over-under, and then some other ones uh, in the NBA that we like. And then finally, we finish it out with Jeff Campbell, and we talk about who's going to win the East, who's going to win the West, who's going to win it all. Uh, and then we just get into a little general NBA talk after that. Um, but we got three great segments for you. Thanks for tuning in, and let's kick it off with the first one with John with uh, Player Award Futures. And we're back to talk a little NBA futures here. We're going to be talking about individual awards here, and we could think of no one better than to bring on John Malika, one of our uh, one of our good friends, recurring guests here on the show. Um, thanks for coming on, John. At the end, uh, we'll we'll plug some of your stuff because John's got great great Knicks Jets podcast, um, great be- betting podcast. John's all over the place, so I'll let him plug some stuff after. Um, but I guess first we'll just dive into it here. I guess we start with MVP, right, guys? I mean, MVP seems like the place to start. Yeah. yeah, John, why don't you John, start? Yeah, man. you you can take us away with with who you got for uh, for your MVP future pick this year. All right, um, I'm gonna take what I would say is chalk, but is not actually chalk based on the odds this year, and that's LeBron James. I'm just taking LeBron at plus fourteen hundred. It feels like an easy choice to me. I don't know why he's not in the top five. He almost took a year off. And from my perspective, he's complaining that the the season was so short coming in. And as a result, it feels like it took a year off. It looks like he's ready to go. Um, His body's looking good, working out. I know workouts mean nothing. But I'm excited, man. He's got all his buddies. Um, I, I don't know if he's going to be able to win a championship with Russell Westbrook. I think that he would be uh, maybe goaded if, he, if, he, if, he's able to do, if he's able to do that. He gets Russ's but just, ring. Yeah, but just on an individual level, I think uh, I think this might be another LeBron MVP year. Yeah, I like the LeBron pick. That was actually I, I was going to bring up LeBron for sure. LeBron, mm. LeBron but I, I do want to bring up Luca because Luca's the favorite for the second year in a row and i almost think like putting money on mvp outside of lebron maybe just like lighting money on fire because i think luke is such such a lock that as long as he stays healthy i think they're going to give it to him they're, they're like the narrative is going to be so strong for luca this year like he the the favorite second year in a row it's 
I feel like he's going to get it. Now, I, I like the LeBron pick. He's at he's, on DraftKings. He's 15 to 1. And I'm looking at all these other guys here. And you have Luca as the favorite, plus 380. And then Durant, Embiid, Giannis. Uh, like, Durant's not going to get it with, with the net. There's too much. Yeah, there's too, there. there's too much. Even if it's just Harden and yeah. Ky- like Kyrie goes and retires, even if it's just Harden, I feel like that's too, too much. They'll just kind of cancel each other out. But the, I was looking at two other people before I uh, made my decision. And obviously, look, the highest MVP odds that I have won in recent memory have been uh, uh, obviously Jokic this past year, which was a bizarre year, 25 to 1. And then in uh, back in the day when Derrick Rose run, he was 25 to 1 too, which was a bizarre season. Mm-hmm. So it's very rare that like long shots win an MVP. So you don't see that very much. Who's there? I, Who's there? Like Trey Young? Who's in the, who, Trey Young? That's exactly. I'm glad you yeah, said that's... that. Was, that's the launch that I was going to say. 20 to 1, Trey yeah, Young. Trey Young is 21 to 1 on FanDuel. That's exactly um, what I was going to yep. say. Love it. I love that's, it. I'm, I'm looking right at Trey Young right as right as we say that. That's Took the words right out good. of my mouth, John. <laughs> I love that's exactly that. Exactly what I was going to say, Trey Young. He can do it, man. He he could he could step up and go, you know reach over the hump. And that's definitely a nice narrative because the MVP is all about narrative, right? So mm-hmm, it's all about yeah. is LeBron going to be the new Tom Brady? Can mm-hmm. Trey Young, you know, officially be the new Reggie Miller? But I, I, I kind of, can I just get back to one thing? You guys both really don't think Kevin Durant has a chance. I, I think that, I think the Kyrie story and all that actually helps him. I, I, I think if he runs away with the East, he, he's going to be like, oh, okay, maybe this is the best player in the world. He's the MVP. Oh, we're assuming that Kyrie isn't going to get vaccinated. Okay, that's oh, even I don't even. Yeah, I don't even know. I just I think like Harden is such a good player, and at least during the regular season, I mean, we saw in the playoffs last year, Durant is still you know that dude. But like Harden during the regular season, he's like a stat monster. So he'll be. I don't know it, unless the two of them are just putting up insane numbers. Um, but like, yeah, I think he can do it. I just I don't know. I I, I, I don't like can, him yeah. where his odds are. Uh, but at least one guy who hasn't been mentioned yet. Honestly, yo, I like I like Giannis. Giannis at like nine to one on DraftKings. He's kind of a he's NBA Finals MVP, and he's kind of flying under the radar going into this year. I feel like because there's so much talk about you know the Lakers. They got Russ. You know LeBron healthy. Obviously they're a contender. And then there's so much talk about the Nets now. Obviously with Irving situation, Giannis is almost flying under the radar. I mean, that would be three MVPs in four years. That would be that would be a narrative to uh, to go on with Giannis, you know, right after winning the finals and everything. Like, I don't know. I think nine to one. That's a good number on him. Yeah, no, no, I I, I probably wouldn't take that I, nine to one. I would probably take Steph before I would take Giannis because they're both at nine fair. to one here. That's I think, fair. It's, I think it's more likely if we're going narrative. I take the Steph narrative this year over the Giannis narrative. Mm-hmm. The Steph narrative is going to be strong this year with Clay coming back. The Warriors are going to be pushed hard mm-hmm. this year, big time. I how like. Many, Steph. How many do you take? How many? How many do you guys normally take for like player pops for? Let's call it for MVP. Do you guys take one or two? You guys I'm, kind of stack the board, spread it out. How do you? I'm guys usually go about uh, like when I do player props and pretty much anything uh, like this. I'll I'll usually do just like one or two um, yeah. on each one okay. and just kind of. 
like let it fly and see what happens. They're so risky that it's not. Yeah. Like, <laughs> all right. So who are you two? Let's go. Let, 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 let's go. Let's see. Let's see who you guys got. My two, uh, my two for MVP would be definitely Giannis. Um, and then honestly, I, I think you make a good case for LeBron as just like, yeah, he's still LeBron James. He could have a great year. Lakers win the West running away and he's MVP and, you know, Brady, that whole narrative, you know, of him is the greatest of all time. Rich Jordan, yada, yada. Hard to pick against LeBron. Yeah, I'm definitely going to put money on LeBron and also probably Steph. I think it's oh. I think it's boring to put money on Luka. Because I do think Luka's yeah. going to win, but I think it's boring mm. to put money on yeah, I, He's I also hate, such an taking, overwhelming yeah. favorite. I hate taking so, the favorite in this. Yeah. Who, are, do, you, do you stack the board or are you just uh, like a couple guys here? No. I, I, I don't really love MVP. It's such a long investment. Mm-hmm. That I don't really uh, get into it too much. I love playoff MVPs. Though, though, like those yeah, I really get yeah. into. Yeah, that's fun. Um, that's a good one. But yeah, I think we're all on LeBron uh, for, mm-hmm. for at least the, the oh, B. Yeah. Or, you know, just, just in case. I had him bead last year. And I, it was so depressing watching that mm-hmm. unfold. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, you're you're in the running, and then all of a sudden, yeah. like, you just feel it slipping away. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's I actually I had a uh, a Russell Westbrook MVP future the year he won, which is like a bookie, nice. and he just like closed the book like a month before the season ended. And I just never heard from him again. Oh. Like, not because of oh. not because of my bet, but like I just it was just like lost in the shuffle. It's just like that's goddamn. tough. Yeah. That's tough. You have to find, you're, you're look. You're out here looking for the bookie. That's yeah, tough. I was like, bro. I, was like, hey, I mean, it wasn't a lot of money. good promo like, for the show. Yeah. But tough. It, it wasn't. It wasn't a ton of money. But yeah, that's why now I'm on just like yeah, FanDuel drafter. It's like just easier this <laughs> yeah. way. Yeah, legit, little legit way. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I guess let's move. I guess rookie of the year is probably the next uh, next one. That is an interesting one to me because there's obviously a couple like guys at the top who you know the Cade Cunninghams and the Jalen Greens of the world um but I mean we've seen it year in and year out we've seen some of these uh you know long shot I mean even going back to like Malcolm Brogdon you really never know who's gonna who's gonna step up um so my question to you guys would just be with rookie of the year are you gonna go with uh one of those top guys like a Cade Cunningham or Jalen Green or are you looking at somebody kind of like lower on the board who uh, might be a little bit of a, a risk, but could pay off. I think it's unlikely it's going to be anyone outside of the top five based on like the history of the award, like mm-hmm. especially recent history. It's almost yeah, always rec- going to be someone, someone in the top five. Yeah. It would be a miracle. The Brogdon thing was such an outlier. And then you have the was, Michael yeah. Carter Williams. That Those are the, the two ones one. I always think about, but yeah, which I was like the historically right. bad draft. Mm-hmm. But I think like you look at the top, uh, Cade, Green, Mobley, Barnes, and Suggs. I think if it's not Cade or Green to win, I'd be so surprised. I think Green has is going to have so many scoring opportunities. And Rookie of the Year, if you score a lot of points, you're going to win. And mm-hmm. I think he's probably going to win. But I'm looking at the DraftKings, and I see Scotty Barnes at 12-1. to 1, mm-hmm. And it's like... I am really I'm always high on the Raptors and I don't know year if he in plays and year well out. this is like pl- yeah, yeah year yeah. three of the pod and every yeah, year he gets yeah. high on the Raptors <laughs> if he plays really well and maybe gets I don't know ends up in the starting lineup somehow at some point I don't know about that but Spicy P gets traded yeah 
maybe that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe that. It could be. It could be worth putting some money on at twelve to one. He's. I just. I don't. Evan Mobley. I don't see that. I just don't see that happening. With. I think it's a weird fit there. And Jalen Suggs. There's a lot of areas to navigate. You got Cole Anthony there. Markel Fultz. I don't see enough opportunity for touches there or for scoring there. I mean, and no, I, I think the safest play is probably green. Yeah. I think he will probably win the award, but <clears throat> I like the idea of Scotty Barnes at plus 1200. I think that's an interesting one. I'd probably do it. Charlie yeah. Go. I think I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards you with uh, kind of sticking at the top of the board. I mean, Cade and Jalen green will both have the keys to the offense. Um, and then I get, I probably, like you said, lean more towards green just because uh, the fact that he's going to be probably scoring more than, yeah. than Kate is Kate's going to be more of, you know, that do it all facilitator kind of thing. Uh, so for that reason, I probably lean towards green, but I don't, I don't love taking, taking either guy at like, I'm looking at FanDuel plus 250 plus 270, just long-term investment. Don't feel like waiting on that. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's like it's like with Luca, it's boring. Bet Batman yeah. is just boring. I, I feel like Rookie of the Year is boring in general. I mean, I, I I don't know about you guys. I this one I definitely don't usually jump into. Last no. year the IQ no. one was like plus five thousand at one point. I definitely had to take some there just that, case, yeah. That, you know I, I mean? That's understandable. You got to do that <laughs> yeah. for sure. But I, I don't really love it. So if I if I am playing these, I'm I am actually looking for the outlier i'm not really looking at the top of the board that's mm-hmm. not only is it boring i'm taking like a, a six seven month parlay right that's how i look at it. everything has to go right mm-hmm. and then at the end of the day if i'm splitting that up i win what like you know if i split those units and I lose two uh, it's just not worth it for me so yeah. for me my b actually uh lined up with chip i i, I could just i just something is brewing in on the raptors and yeah. they kind of they're playing with house money so I kind of, I can kind of see Scotty Barnes, you know, making some sort of noise. But my real, if you if you really want a dark horse, it's the guy from Chicago. I obviously can't say his name. His name Ayu Dasumu. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, from Illinois. Ah. From Illinois, he he played so well uh, last year in college. Chicago has absolutely no depth. Mm-hmm. He's going to get so many minutes, and that's what this is really all about. That's why the top of the board is so good, because those teams generally stink. And obviously, the rookies are going to get minutes and opportunities. It just so happens that the Bulls have no depth because they traded everyone away and they had no <laughs> draft picks. And yeah. so this is this, he, he's really their only guy. He's their only catalyst. They already have an injury, uh, right, with Williams coming into the season. Um who knows if Lonzo Ball could ever finish a se- you know a full season? Mm. Zach Levine, I, I that's my long shot. I got him at plus eight thousand. So if, if I if I have to take rookie of the year, I'm really not prone to. I would take him and Scotty Barnes. That's how I would split uh, like half a unit on each and just call out a day just for some fun league pass. Right? Anytime yeah. you throw on league pass, anytime you throw those games <clears> on, no matter what you have, you're like, all right, <laughs> I'll check yeah, I'll, I'll check out. I'll check out that guy. Yeah, see, see yeah. what he's up to. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think. All right. So defensive player of the year. This is actually I'm going to go against everything that I've said up to this point. I actually think I would just if I was betting this and I, pro- I probably won't just because it is chalk. But I don't see how you go against Rudy Gobert no. um, in Utah. And just it's gotten to the point Again? where 
the narrative is so strong behind him is like he's this the best defender in the league. I just I can't see him losing it if he's healthy. Because I got a hot take for you. I got a hot take for you. I think that he ruined his narrative officially last year. I feel like him getting rocked in the playoffs, like his his narrative of being the best defensive player is is over, and they're finally going to move on from Gobert. And I actually think uh, I'll just transition. I, my defensive player of the year is your MVP. Okay. I think Giannis okay. is going to be the defensive player of the year, and that's where he's going to lock it down. Yeah. He's just going to go back to his defensive ways. I was going to say, if there was anybody that I'm actually like worried about out of the you know the guys at the top of the year, it's not Anthony Davis. Obviously, it's not Ben Simmons. It's not Joel Embiid. <laughs> Maybe Miles Turner, but it's Giannis because Giannis, like you said, I mean, he has already won Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, if somebody else is a runaway MVP candidate and Giannis is still having a great year, it's like, the, yeah, that's the, like it's like a nice like the writers but, almost, uh, yeah, yeah they like sometimes they're like, okay, well, you're not going to get the MVP even though you might deserve it, but here you get go. some votes, like, yeah, it's 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 always a, a funny way how they vote on it, which is actually like not to get too meta in this conversation, but that's like one of the reasons why I hate some of these like player futures when you bet on them because you got to wait so long and then you got to you know rely on on the writers to just not like make a stupid vote or you know not not vote <laughs> yeah. for you know lebron james because like the lakers were in china in the like the Rose regu- mvp vote yeah, it, oh, it, yeah exactly it's like all that <laughs> stuff. Like, you're you're betting on like you're betting on what what the writers think essentially which can be frustrating but that's that's all. I'm I'm not gonna go off too far on a tangent there, but yeah, I, I agree with you. And also, don't forget, you're like on top of that. There's like like I was trying to make a point before. It's a long parlay, man. It's an eight season mm-hmm. parlay. Yeah. You're not only wearing on narrative, but now you need the objective like openings in the game for you to get in as a rookie, get minutes. Mm-hmm. Like a and lot of things have to go right. Like one sprained ankle that keeps a guy out for a month could that that tanks you right there. Like, at least if you're betting on a game and, you know, the best player that on the team you bet on sprains their ankle, like, at least you still have a chance, you know, like yeah. this, like, you're out, you you miss a few months, that's it, like, you're done. Yep. Any uh, any last thoughts on defensive player Chip, of the year? Who you got, that's, man? Yeah, who you got? Chip. Who's your defensive chip? Oh, I totally, I totally forgot. Uh, uh, Draymond. Draymond was my – Okay. Oh, we, were, we were doing dark horses. I was – Goes back to my uh, to you're, my war my Warriors narrative. <laughs> I was gonna say you're very was, high uh, on the Warriors coming. In I am this high, year. I am high on the Warriors, but I like Draymond plus two thousand as a a dark horse, and like I I don't want to bet Rudy Gobert. I think there's something to what what John was saying about Gobert's uh, reputation taking a hit too, especially what what looked like happening in the the playoffs. But I don't know. I Embiid plus nine hundred. What if he comes comes in and is motivated and is you know, pissed a off. defensive? Yeah, pissed off. Just a defensive beast leads the league and actually maybe plays seventy That's plus games next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's gonna do and, that. Yeah, I I don't know. Maybe, yeah. maybe <laughs> he's yeah. got to get to that's, sixty-five. That, that's, a, that's a hotter take. That's yeah. a hotter take than. than yeah, yeah, that's a hotter yeah. take than him winning. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah, but look, if he just is like he's already one of the best. Uh, defensive bigs in the nba but i think he's when he's healthy when he's on the court he is probably the best but i don't know i i think he is capable of winning defensive player of the year so i would put money on that i think it's more likely 
he wins, then I, don't know, I see yeah. Davis here and Miles Turner. I, I wouldn't put money on either one of those guys to win. So I like I like Embiid there. Fair. Mm-hmm. All right. So this next one, I I guess six man of the year. I actually have a Nick. I think Derrick Rose. If you're looking at the odds, I mean, obviously Jordan Clarkson. There's a reason why he's the favorite. I mean, he's mm-hmm. well, he's just a he's a microwave off the bench can score in bunches but i mean we all know how much tibbs trusts rose uh, obviously if kemba's healthy he's gonna be playing big minutes but i think rose is obviously still gonna have a huge role um and like we saw last year rose that he he seemed to have like really found himself in that six man you know first guy off the bench role full season of it um forget what his odds are but i don't i don't hate derrick rose at He's plus eighteen hundred on DraftKings. That's what I have. Uh, yeah, FanDuel's at plus sixteen hundred, so mm-hmm. it's a good yeah. shopping. You should probably be, be on DraftKings and yeah. looking at that. Yeah, Caesars is plus eighteen hundred also. But yeah, that's that's. I think I think Rose. If you because Clarkson, it's tough to bet against him. But nah. like some of the other guys up here, I just can't see. I can't see them doing doing it for do a full think, season. Do you think that D Rose? is going to, you know, stay in the requirements for six man. Like he's not going to get too many starts uh, from Kemba. I don't, I don't think so. Cause uh, that's a, that's, that's a good, like that's the, a good question. But, but I think process behind taking Patty Mills, he could, yeah, that's my guy into that. Yeah. But I, I think my he's, guy. he's going to, he's going to yeah. play like the, the majority of his games will be off the bench. And I feel like uh-huh. at that point, like, it's up. I mean, the writers are just going to say, you know, like he's he's obviously like a bench guy when they're fully healthy. But that's mm-hmm. a good point. I mean, Kemba, if that's the actual the kind of the opposite of what we were saying before, it's like Kemba gets hurt and D Rose. start. Well, actually, not the opposite. Same thing. But Kemba gets hurt, makes D Rose start. Then that tanks your bet right there. Exactly. Um, yeah. yeah. And then you don't think you can do. You're right. Although if. I guess now because Patty Mills probably won't start, even if Kyrie is uh, still on sabbatical. Yeah, Patty will definitely be coming off the bench, I think. Yeah, I, I think guess Patty will right. be coming off the bench too. And yeah, him and, and, him and uh, Joe Harris are going to play that exactly. And then, yeah, you have like Paul Millsap playing the four or something like that. I'm actually surprised you can get Patty at plus 1,400. I thought he'd be lower than that. Well, think about it. If if, if, the, if the team is so stacked, like if with Kyrie and all these guys, it's hard for him to do anything, right? If he gets mm-hmm. like six points and three assists, that's like a fantastic nah. game. He probably made like three highlight plays and everyone's happy. You know what I mean? They probably yeah. won by 30. Nah. So I, I, I get it. I'm also surprised at Schroeder. Like Schroeder plus 1,800. He, is Marcus Smart really like – are we – Sure that he's yeah the he's he's definitely gonna be the starting point guard full time you know <laughs> yeah he's okay. plus so yeah you, he's you plus twenty five on DraftKings I would never no he's not gonna be he's a guy who's not gonna be eligible that's mm-hmm. okay I, I would not take that one I don't okay. like that one Jalen Brunson in Dallas he's plus or twenty oh, they to, got Frank now twenty to one yeah that's yeah. true yeah. <laughs> he's getting his minutes taken away. <laughs> Um, okay, so I think we're all in the same. I think we're kind yeah. of same. Do you like guys like Patty Mills? I do. I do I like do. Patty Mills. I do. Like yeah, Patty I probably. I think I'd, I'd go with Rose over Mills, but I think I, Rose is I probably like, the best like bet Mills. at that. At I like. That what about your boy Dragic? 
on chip on your favorite team. Oh, bro. I, lo- I love Drogic. I love Drogic. I, 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 I don't want to focus too much on the two teams because <laughs> I'm so high on both those teams, but I do love Drogic there. I, it's also, it's the same thing. What happens if Nick nurse falls in love with the guy and puts him into the starting lineup? I could see that happening at mm-hmm. some point, but no, okay. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Drogic, uh, also, if he got traded too at the trade deadline, you have to also have to factor that into mm-hmm. see if that affects things. So many things. That's these players. These yeah, players that's it's like a craziest exactly. parlay ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and the houses aren't high enough. But yeah, and I actually I think Chip and I we were kind of talking about the this last one most improved the other day, and this is actually the one I think it's my favorite one. If I, yeah, if I was if if I had to choose one player prop or player future for the NBA to bet on most improved would definitely be up there. Um, I like actually, you know what chip you were, you said you had somebody, uh, somebody in mind last week. So I, you go first. I want to, I want to hear and see if I, uh, if I guessed right. Oh, I thought I told you it was, I didn't tell you who it was. No, I, I, I don't think you did. Oh, okay. I thought I said that. Yeah. Just, just hold hold off on it. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I love Jaron Jackson Jr. for this award. Okay. Uh, th- that's who I'm taking. Plus 1,500 on uh, DraftKings. Uh, he is my best bet of every player future award. He is the guy who I would say to take. Uh, the most improved player award is about points, scoring, whatever, points per game. Every winner in the last since 2000, 2001 has increased their points per game average by five from the previous season. Every single one, no winner in the previous year has averaged 20 points per game ever or in the last 20 years. Sorry. Uh, Julius Randall last year was the highest scoring winner or from the previous season, Mm -hmm. 19 per game. And I, so that completely takes out guys. Like I'm looking at the favorite, the, Top guys like Zion here, Sexton, Shea, Darren Fox, Zach Levine, guys like that aren't going to win. So you don't you don't even need to look at guys like that because they're not going to do enough statistically to improve. That's all red herring. Like, don't look yeah. at those guys. Le- Le- Levine, he missed his shot last year. He he would yeah. have had a, a decent shot last year if if not for Randall running away with it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Especially but, off yeah. injury. Those are great mm-hmm. narratives for this yeah. award. Yep. Exactly. Oh yeah, that's Jaron Jackson has he's got like that added like coming back from injury. Everyone and people have been saying they've been saying him this from for years. Like oh, tr- you know JJJ is like he's he's ready to just like take that next step. And mm-hmm. the injuries have slowed him down. If this is the year, it's gonna be a strong push. Yeah, only played eleven games last year. Didn't look great, but he's it was only eleven games, and I'm I'm expecting him to come back and be strong. Shout out to Joe Mullinax, friend of the podcast, Grizzly Bear Blues, SB Nation. Go read that site. He, I told him about the pick. He said, loved it. Great pick. So not that he's biased or anything. Grizzlies fan. <laughs> but he said it's a great pick. Uh, he said he thinks Triple J is going to have a, a great year. So Triple J and Ja. Pick, yeah, Triple J and Ja healthy finally. I think it's going to work. The two of them together. I think he's going to be great. And I understand why Michael Porter Jr. is the favorite. Obviously, like I said, it's about scoring. He's going to have a lot more opportunities with Murray not there to put the ball in the basket. And you have the narrative there of him, you know, his injuries. He fell in the draft. And same thing with Kevin Porter Jr. He had the falling out in Cleveland, and now he's going to Houston. It looks like he's going to 
uh, the way he finished out last season. But I don't know. I, I Like I said, I don't want to bet on the favorites. I like Jaron Jackson Jr., uh, plus 1,500 on DraftKings. And again, don't fall into the trap of taking a guy like SGA or Zion. There's no way in hell guys like that are going to win the most improved player award. So don't do that. What do you what are you thinking here, John? I actually really like that. I like JJJ. And it also falls into the narrative of giving me something to watch on those West yeah. Coast League Pass mm-hmm. games because he the Grizzlies are so fun to watch. And well, actually, Chip told me about Jaron Jackson. Uh, we were talking uh, yeah. off air about him. Uh, and I and I and I, I agree. I, I really like him. And it's definitely better than my <laughs> most improved player <laughs> because well, uh, actually I start off like this starting last year i was already pinning in my most improved player but unfortunately he already got hurt and that's karis levert i was gonna i was running with that narrative he was i think like plus nine thousand or something like going into it uh going into the season he they he got traded they found the cancer scare he got rid of it he came back and he's supposed to be 100 percent for this year ended up breaking his back uh going in so i don't know if that's uh, the best pick, yeah. so I kind of pivoted to a different narrative, a non-injury related or maybe a mental injury. I'm going with Ben Simmons. I, I think if Ben Simmons could move on and look like any resemblance of Ben Simmons, right, that we all think it, the entire world's going to explode. Everybody's going to talk about Ben Simmons. He's plus 8,000 right now, which is, oh, oh, I, I think on uh, one of the sites I was looking at, which is unbelievable. And going off of uh, Chip's point stat, that 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 was really uh, it's pretty sharp uh, research. Uh, I didn't know any of that. <laughs> ben Simmons averaged 14 points last year. He adds five on that, goes to 19. There you go. I mean, he can he can get. Th- then you said that was the highest, which was Julius Randle. I mean, it, yeah. it's not it's not too far fetched. Like they, it kind of fits into you know more <clears throat> more pace, more points. Julius Randle got the highest last year. I don't know. I, I if I had to take a most improved, I'm taking Ben Simmons. So Julius Randle was I'm, the highest the year before he won the award with 19. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was that. No MV, no MIP winner has ever won, has ever scored 20 points per game the year before he won the award. Oh, okay. So that's why I was saying. Yeah, that's why I was saying like a guy like Zion who just did that, and SGA you, who just did that, and Fox. Those guys aren't gonna win. Levine, guys like that. Because they all just have averaged 20 points per game. My guy, and I like the I like the player more than I like the situation because it's a little bit of like a just odd, odd situation there in Cleveland. But I like Darius Garland. He's kind of fits in there, Chip, you know, said the no one's scored over 20 points. He's at 17.4 last year. Yeah. Uh it seems like they're, you know, they're ready to give him the keys instead of Sexton, considering they were, you know, kind of shopping Sexton a little bit in the offseason. He's got a couple decent bigs inside with, obviously, Mobley's a rookie, but he's super talented. And then Jared Allen's like a solid big for a point guard to just kind of run some pick and rolls, get some easy assists, get some easy points off that. Um, I think a lot of what whether Garland can actually win this will depend on what happens with Sexton, like kind of how the two of them are playing off each other, who's – who's the lead dog, who's kind of like the secondary. Uh, but I think, I mean, maybe I'm just high on Garland himself as a player, and I think he's going to be really good. Uh, maybe And 
honestly, maybe this is like a year early on Garland's most improved. Maybe, you know, after this year, they part ways with Sexton and then next year Garland takes that big step. Uh, but I don't know. I like them. I, I like I like the way you guys are thinking your picks, too. Uh, but there's something about Garland that just keeps me intrigued. Is, yeah. is there a correlation to team wins and most improved player? Or is that usually? I would, I would have to imagine. That's definitely MVP. MVP. Yeah, MVP is definitely for like sure. That. Defensive is not, right? They could lose games mm-hmm. and the defensive player of the year. <clears throat> he could still rock. Yeah. I think it it, hel- it helps in all the other ones, but I think MVP is the only one where, like, it's not entirely dependent, but, like, you, you have to be one of the, you know, top three or four, at the worst, four in your conference, I feel like. So that, that, that worries me about that worries me about Garland. Just because, yeah, yeah, that they're they're gonna be. Well, it's, they're probably it's not. It's very be great. rare. It's very yeah. rare. I, but Kevin Love won Most Improved Player when the Timberwolves had the worst record in the NBA. Because mm-hmm. I remember when I was looking it up, oh, they were wow. they literally had the worst record in the NBA, <laughs> wow. and he won Most Improved. So That's it's, crazy. it's possible. But he was an All Star, so I, I don't know. Garland would have to have a great year. But it is possible. It's happening. Yeah, I mean, I don't and think Brandon they, Ingram yeah. won it when the Pelicans stunk a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. Most think of so. the time, the teams are pretty good. I don't think the Cavs are going to be good, but I don't think they're going to be like yeah as bad as that that Timberwolves team was yeah, way yeah. back when. But yeah, I don't. Know. I'm. I'm. This worst team, worst record in the league is tough. Yeah, that's. <laughs> that, it's tough to win anything or be named to yeah. any like individual yeah. accolades. It's like yeah, you won eleven games. <laughs> yeah, I remember looking that up. Like man, I forgot how bad Kevin Love's Timberwolves yeah. teams was. That's a great <laughs> trivia. That's a great trivia question yeah. right there. Yeah, that we gotta we gotta get on Jeff like Sports Jeopardy or something like that. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Cool. Um, but I think that that kind of wraps up on all of our uh, individual awards here. Thanks again for coming on, John. And uh, if you want to plug the pods, the, uh, your Twitter, whatever, social pages, go for it. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. As always, great talk to you guys. You guys uh frequent guests, uh, frequent guests on uh, Knicks, Jets, etc. <laughs> podcast, exclusive uh, Jets and Knicks podcast for fan-sided, uh, the Daily Knicks and the Jet Press. Also, we got a gambling podcast, Winning Picks Weekly. We actually just got signed by BetSided, which is the fan-sided network. Um sponsored by Wimbet and all that. So we got that rocking. Uh, you could catch us on Apple, uh, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, any of that. Uh, Alex writes for uh, Nick's fan TV. He's on that too. Catch him there. We got Greg rocking with me on the, on the gambling podcast. We're going to he- start doing some NBA stuff. So we're definitely going to get you guys uh, nice. coming on soon. Um, helping us out. We definitely need some help um, with our uh, long bets, our, our teasers and stuff. Our features <laughs> have been doing okay. We're over 500 on the year. Our best bets, where we've been doing okay, almost two and one every single week. So come tune in. And uh, man, I'm excited. Man. I'm excited for the NBA and football. Mm-hmm. Like we're we're rocking right now. It's- but yeah, as always, man. So 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 good to come on. So good to talk to you guys. And hopefully uh, these receipts uh, aren't old old takes exposed, man. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. And uh, just for. Chip and I, we always end up talking about the Jets on, on this pod somehow <laughs> at the end of it. But uh, good luck out in London. We uh, oh. definitely definitely need some energy out there. I think I think it's Zach Wilson is trending up. I'm, we're liking what we're seeing yeah. now. We got to go into the bye two and three, man. We got to yeah. go into the bye two and three. Ske- schedule. Extra week for New England. Yeah, you, New England's obviously a tough game. But after that, schedule kind of softens up a little bit. Going to this bye week two and three. 
Who knows? Needs you never to. know. Yo, it's really a loser go home game. Mm-hmm. We're both one and three, the Jets and the yeah. Falcons. Uh, whoever comes out of here one and four, the season's really over. Yeah, that's a tough. That's tough <laughs> yeah. to come back yeah. from that and really, you know, do anything to contend for a playoff spot or anything like that. But that's all I got for uh, for my Jets. We'll hopefully, hopefully uh, next week we'll be talking about a, a two and three Jets team. Hit that Zach Wilson rookie of the yeah. year. Let's go. Definitely. I I did. I <laughs> already did. Before did the already year. did. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks again, John. All right, now we're welcoming to the show a uh, friend of the show, longtime friend of the show of Nick's film, film School, Chris Percyinen. Chris, thanks again for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. Friend of the show is right. I very much enjoy being on, and uh, I'm excited to be here. Yep, Chris is one of our uh, our go-to guys, and today we're talking about uh, NBA win totals and over-unders. So uh, Essentially, if you have never heard of this bet or, you know, you're new to gambling, whatever, this is essentially you play a year long play on a certain team. Uh, we'll just use the Knicks as an example. They they're over under right now is set to 41 and a half. Oh, we're um, going to be talking about the Knicks. Yeah, we'll we'll get into the Knicks a little more, but 41 and a half. So essentially, it's a pretty simple bet. It's if you think the Knicks are going to have 42 wins or more, you take the over. If you think they're going to have 41 wins or fewer, you take the under. So. Very simple bets we're talking about today. Nothing like too crazy. So if you're not a big gambler, this is kind of an easy way to uh, start learning some some new things. So I guess we will start. Um, I guess how we. I guess everyone kind of came with ones that we had in mind um, to go over. So I guess we'll kind of just start. I guess should we start with the Knicks and then kind of go from there? Because I'm sure all of us have an opinion on the Knicks. And then after that, they we'll are kinda... one of the six teams I. Okay, good. Yeah, that's, they're, yeah. They're, they're one of the ones I have um, mm-hmm. on here as well. So I guess we'll start with you, uh, Chris, since you're our, our guest here. Are you taking the under on the Knicks? Thank you very much for, for the uh, little little red, the mini red, the, the, the red bath rug there up to the, uh, yeah. up, to the up to the pedestal. Yeah. I, I, I forget that I'm the guest, you know, I just I'm just like hanging out <laughs> with you guys. I don't really like I don't see it that way. I'm just, we're just talking, just, you know, yeah. shooting the shit. The Knicks over is free money. If you are listening to this podcast because you are new to gambling, that's not like so. I'll say this about futures in general because you know this is this is a little bit of a, a guide of a, of a podcast, a little gambling guide. I think that it requires a lot of patience, like to to wait a full year to see what happens with your money. I'm not a fan of like hammering futures hypothetically, of course for legal reasons. I'm not a fan of hammering futures at all because sit, like having that much money sitting for that long is just like, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't like it. An injury can happen mid season and, and there goes your whole bet. But the Knicks over this year is, is what I'm confident in. And here's why it's the depth of the team. Now I know Rose and Walker are, are the two lead point guards and, and they're both old and, you know, seemingly injury prone, but the Knicks have Emmanuel quickly who they let run point guard in summer league. They have Deuce McBride who they let play alongside quickly in summer league and in the preseason, you know, that game the other night, those two got some nice run together, uh, especially with like Q dot OB, just the kids got to play Jericho. Um, this team has depth. Grimes is someone who can play NBA minutes. McBride is someone who can play NBA minutes quickly as someone who can start. These are all things that those guys do not have to do if the Knicks have a lucky injury, but 
If they don't, I still like their chances to come in. Tom Thibodeau, you know, you know what to expect from his teams for better or for worse. He's one of those coaches where if you have a win prediction and you really think about it, I don't think he's going to be too far above or below it. You just, you kind of know what you're going to get with a Thibodeau team. And the Knicks just added Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker to one of the best defenses in the NBA with a bad offense. And, and, you know, now we're trying to tip those scales a little bit. And I really like this team going into this year, not as a contender, but to beat that silly win total of 41 and a half. I just, I think they'll win 46 to 49 games. So that's well over that, that projected range. Yeah, I definitely, I mean, <clears throat> I'm pretty sure we're going to have four over here as if I had to guess, just because yeah. Nick's centric <laughs> podcast, it just makes sense. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. And just the one thing I'll touch on before I uh, let Chip and Matt go off is um, the, the fact that you mentioned Tom Thibodeau, you know, the Knicks are going to be pushing for every single win, every single night out uh, yep. just based on Tibbs. Then that's just how he, he kind of runs his team. Uh, he doesn't really like take regular season games for granted ever. And we've seen that for his entire career. So I think if you are looking to take a team in a thing in a future like this, you are going to be real, very confident with Tibbs every night that he's going and pushing for, for a win every night. It's not going to be a ton of like load management games necessarily. Like you said, Kemba Rose, you know, maybe injuries might happen. That's just like a fact of life in the NBA, but you know, Tom Thibodeau is pushing for a, a better than a 500 season, which would be, you know, 41 and 41. Um, but at least, yeah, that's Tom Thibodeau for me is like kind of, almost the driving force of why I would, why I would feel really confident in this over. Yeah. They won 41 games last year in mm-hmm. a shortened season. I think the the 41 and a half is such a disrespectful number. It's like, obviously they think the Knicks are going to regress a little bit and uh, 41 games in a 72 win season. It's 46 wins in an 82 game season. Chris said he thinks they could win mm-hmm. 46. I yeah. think it's entirely yeah. possible. They could, they got better. So obviously that 41 and a half is set because of how <clears throat> because of how much better the East got. And I get that, but I just think that it's it's one of the easier over-unders I was looking at. And maybe we're all just looking at it through Nick's colored glasses, but I just feel like it's just such an, an obvious pick. 41 and a half. You mentioned the Thibodeau thing, but I'm looking at it and I, I was the Bulls are 42 and a half. And uh, I looked at the Bulls one and and I looked at the Knicks and it's, it just makes me want to take the Knicks even more. So, uh, yeah, I think that the Knicks was the easiest one for me to take at 41 and a half. And I just think they they could end up obliterating that by four, maybe even five wins. And I think that's mm-hmm. the easiest one. Knicks 41 and a half for sure. And that if four or five wins, that that is like obliterating it because I think for the most part, like Vegas is pretty spot on. Oh yeah, with that's these what win I mean. totals, yeah. but obviously they're not going to nail thirty out of thirty. So somebody's going to be the outlier there. Right. Also, I think like the public hating the Knicks factors into this yeah, too. Definitely, <laughs> they're trying to get the same amount of people on both sides. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, because they know that. people bet with their hearts too. So people mm-hmm. are going to take the under just because they hate the Knicks. Yeah, That's a great point. and you know, first off, you know, when I've been thinking about the win total, um, my number is 
45, the low mark, 48 in that range was was rising. So close to yours, Chris, where you say 46, 49. That's that's what I've been going. Um, honestly, this is the first time I've heard what the Knicks uh, over and under win total is this year. Um, did not. I don't. I don't typically like. I said I'm going to start looking at this kind of stuff, learning about this. We were talking about that uh, before the podcast. But if I was to bet right here, I would take the Knicks. Um, I have them winning, like I said, around 45, 48 games this year. And first off, though, I I know the 41 win total seems low, but again, it is at least nice to see us in that 40 range, right? Because last couple of years we've been we've been down towards like the the early 20s in there, you know. So it, it's it's nice to have a, a big. Uh, and I know that 41 wins is kind of mediocre, I guess, but you know the point is we're not looked in at that team to win 18, 20 games. That's a nice, uh, that's a nice feeling going into the season, but Chris, I agree with you. Um, I feel like this team has a lot of depth. You know, that was something last year that I felt like we, we, we absolutely needed. If we had some injuries, um, didn't feel like we were really going to be able to absorb those injuries this year. I feel like we have more depth, more guys that can come in and give good quality minutes. Um, so as I mean, you know, I feel like you hit it right on the right on the head, Chris. Uh, you know, not that we're going to be a contender to go deep in a playoff run, but we're going to be a really solid team. And uh, I'll take the over with uh, the forty-one win total. So, can I give uh, my first under? Which I don't know if it's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be uh, controversial or not. But one of my things, and I don't even I don't even do it in the NBA. Always, it's more um, in the NFL. I stick with this but fading the team that just lost in the finals or the Super Bowl or whatever as like having like a regress regression year. So Suns at 51 and a half. I'm definitely taking the under on that because even though I chip, I know you love Chris Paul, but I even, even if he has another good year, like even if it's not like Chris Paul falls off a cliff, like that's not why I'm betting against it. But I just think in the tough Western conference, they just had a long run to the finals, like draining emotionally, physically, mentally. Now they got to run it back this year in the Western conference where the Lakers are going to be back because obviously LeBron a little bit healthier than he was last year. AD hopefully is healthy. Um, and then, I mean, it just, I'm not going to run down the list of all the teams in the West, but it's just loaded. And I could definitely see uh, Phoenix kind of taking like a almost like a half step back and going under on that win total. Yeah. I thought about this one. Sure. When I, I looked at Phoenix's uh, total, I was surprised that it was that high. Uh, 51 and a half. You said, right. Cause mm-hmm. it, yeah. I mean, Last year it was what it was 38 and a half and obviously shortened season, but it's still, they, they won 51 games. So I get why it was so high, mm-hmm. but I think you, you have to figure it. You have to figure there take some sort of step back. And now you add in whatever's going on with DeAndre Ayton, mm-hmm. if that'll possibly affect his play. I, I think 52 wins for another, for a second straight year, it's going to be hard to do, but yeah, I, I, I have, I ended up not taking that under cause I, I don't, I think it's too, there's too many variables there, but mm-hmm. I did think about that one. So I get where you're coming from. Exact same over here. Um, I thought about putting that down as one, mm-hmm. uh, my co-host on to a tolerable degree is a Niners fan. And he was telling us after they lost in the Super Bowl that they were going to make the Super Bowl again. 
I was like, you guys aren't making the freaking playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they didn't. So like I, I had the exact same thought, Danny. I love the process there, but I'm with Chip. You guys know how I feel about uh, a now very controversial number one in Phoenix. I'm, I'm thinking about dropping my standum. <laughs> um, get the damn shot. <laughs> anyway, so we had uh, we, I had this I had this thought to, to fade him and I can't, you know, Chris Paul, very consistent Booker, very consistently great scorer and Aiden. I know that that you know, there might be some chemistry problems that I think they're going to work something out. He's someone else. Who's just kind of like a rock of a player. Um, Aiton's going to give you good play from the starting center position and, and you know, it. so I can't, I didn't want to touch it, but I, mm-hmm. I like the pick. Yeah. That's I'm and I like everything you guys saying checks out. Like they're a very good team, very talented, pretty deep. Like, like you said, Chris, like they have those rocks, but I don't know. I've just gotten in my head over the years. And probably the fact that the Chiefs are two and two to start the year is like even more so now. Like I'm thinking about this where, you know, if you lose in the finals, it's like you almost or finals, the Super Bowl, whatever. You almost have like a worse hangover than the team that actually won it. And I think it's probably less applicable in basketball than it is in football. Yeah. But I, I just I, mean, I think it's I think it's a possible thing that they they take a half step back. If, I, if I'm not mistaken. And I'm going to think about this. You might want to check on it. Like in, in the NFL, I think it's been since 1994, 95, since a team lost the Super Bowl and has returned to it the next year. Returned to been, the Super Bowl? Yeah, the next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, I think, you know, when you think of football, that's a long drought. Basketball, it's obviously happened. Um, but, you know, we're talking about the win total. Here and and that's that's it. That is a lot of games. Um, you know, fifty. What is it? Fifty and a half, fifty-one and a half for the Suns. Fifty-one and a half. Yeah. Yeah. That that's a lot. Uh, a lot of wins there for me. I think I would I would take the under there as well. Um, another one that I think I would take the under on uh, the 76ers at fifty-one and a half as well. I think I, I would go under. You know, there's a little bit of a you know an issue with Ben Simmons. Wait, really? What's going you know, on there? Just just a little one, <laughs> you know, Joel Embiid's, you know, comments, things like that. It could be a chemistry issue. Um, who knows if there's gonna be a trade coming up, anything like that. Uh I, I would I would stay away from that win total from the 76. I mean, they're gonna be solid, but 51 and a half, I think that's a lot of wins uh for a team that just there's a lot of question marks, you know, surrounding right now. So I, I don't that that would be the one that I would put as an under. So I don't know if you have that on there. Any of y'all have uh, the 76ers a- as an under or. I, I did not, but I, I like that one. I didn't want to touch them because I still have no idea what they're going to get back for Ben. Now, mm-hmm. do I think that the under ends up hitting? If I had to bet right now, mm-hmm. I'd probably but, take the under. Right. But I don't have the bet right now. So <laughs> I'm not touching that thing because they can get back. Marty. Oh, a little yeah, sp- but- <laughs> anyway, um, uh, they could get back Buddy Heald and Marvin Bagley and then picks, you know, and try to flip that to the Pacers for maybe something. I like, I have no idea what they're going to get back. Maybe they get back Brogdon and win 56 games, you know, but I just can't. I, I didn't want to touch it. They get back Buddy Heald and Marvin Bagley. Daryl Morey should be 
just shit canned the same day. <laughs> but it, they'll justify it somehow. No, I, I kind of agree with Chris that I wouldn't take that one. But that does contradict what I'm going to do with my with an under that I'm taking. But uh, I, I, the way that Danny feels about Phoenix, I think that's kind of how I feel about Utah because I'm taking the Jazz under 51 and a half. I think. I think other teams are trending upwards right now in the West. I think the Jazz are trending downward. They've hit the over four of the last five seasons. They won 52 games last year in a shortened season, but I think they plateaued in the regular season, in the playoffs. I think that, you know, they didn't really make any major changes. They added Rudy Gay and Sam Whiteside. They're going to be running it back. Uh, They may win... I could be totally wrong and they could win a bunch of games in the regular season again, but I think I'm right in that. Hold on. Did you exclude Fordham product, Eric Pascal from their notable off season? Oh, I I forgot about Eric Pascal. (laughs) The, uh, the Eric Pascal edition changes my, my uh, pick to the over. Actually, yeah, actually go over on that. Scrap the whole thing. (laughs) Mortgage on the over. Hammer the over. Hammer the over on the jazz. I just think that Utah, I think just pencil, like writing in pencil, whatever, 52 wins for Utah, maybe that time is over. Like it's, it's not easy to win 52 games in the Western conference and maybe Utah won't do it again. And maybe that's not the worst thing ever either. Cause winning 52 games as we've seen from them doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have playoff success. Right. So I just, I like the under for them because I just think maybe they regress a little bit, at least in the regular season, and maybe continue to struggle in the playoffs too. Yeah, and I think just a general point, like I think there's going to be a a couple random teams out in the West that people don't expect to be, you know, top three, top four in the West. The other because it happens. Teams are going to get better. Yeah, teams teams get better. Teams like make that leap. Uh, I think to like the Nuggets a few years ago when they, I think they were like first or second, whatever it was like teams just make that leap out of nowhere and not to get on the Mavericks, but like Luca with the Mavericks possibility, like there's teams out there that could, you know, end up kind of rising. And I'm not really sure who that is one over. I do have um, unless we still still have thoughts on, uh, Still have thoughts on on chips. Oh, or I'm losing my train of thought here. Yeah, um, yeah well, I'm, under on the jazz. Yeah, that's I couldn't remember yeah. the jazz, but uh, I'm an idiot. Uh, <laughs> all right, now I'm going off the rails here, trying to. No, I'm. I'm someone I'm else. Someone there. else start talking. I'm, with, I'm just okay. Like, okay. I'm okay. completely losing my train of thought. All right. And I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> how to get back on track. Well, so, there's so yeah. many numbers. There's so many teams. There's so many. Yeah. You know, and I'm like looking know, down at my notes here. Back like, and forth. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking down yeah. at my notes like, okay, yeah. nuggets. And then, oh, jazz. Uh, yeah. I got right. you. Why did you have the jazz? No, I, I was looking at it, but I don't know. You know, like, you know me, I'm a, I'm a Rudy Gobert, uh, Rudy Gobert guy. Yeah, I don't, so I, don't know, I couldn't, couldn't, though, couldn't go under on him. Even though 53 wins is, you know, that's, that's doing something, but. You know, the Jazz, to me, I don't – I, I want to touch it just because they could be that, you know, that team that we have seen, like the Hawks several years back, you know, Toronto before. 
you know, Kawhi Leonard type thing, teams that do really, really well in the regular season and just kind of poop the bed when, when, when the postseason comes. But they've around. already been that team. Yeah, that's you know what, what I mean. Doing. But, but can uh, that's why I don't touch it. Is you know, some teams they they can you know prolong it three, four years, five years even of being a really good regular season team. So last year, I mean, they had that that big win streak you know, early on in the season that really kind of just jump-started them and pushed them in that, that you know, direction of having such a big year. So, I mean, if 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 I had to make a decision on it, I would probably take under because I don't see them, you know, what was that win streak last year? Do we remember what it was? It, it was a, it was like they they were rolling through. I, I know it was in the double digits, you know, pushing Yeah, they up. kicked the shit out of the bad yeah. teams all year long. Right. And that's then, what I mean. I, I don't see that happening again. And I think that's, that would, that that's why I would take it under, but you just don't ever know with them. They, they're like a great regular season team and those teams, you know, are, are capable of doing it. But they had, if I had, if I had to pick, I would take under with them. Yeah. They had an 11 game winning streak and not, and two nine game winning streaks yeah. last year. So. Yeah. So I, I don't know if they get that hot throughout the, the this season to kind of, push them over that 53 win mark but i would i would take the under on them on that for sure chip i forgot they lost four in a row to the clippers last year yeah man (laughs) i did not know that i I memory holds like half of yeah you forget because of how the clippers season ended that that, yeah that's why (laughs) i'm like you don't you don't think dark horse mvp anybody um so who uh huh. Who's Dark Horse MVP? Paul George. Paul George. Oh, Paul George. Hey, I, you know, I love he the, was he was a legitimate candidate back. Uh, what was twenty eighteen? Okay, so, yeah. And I love I love his quote. The like I think it was going into last year. He was like, when I had my MVP season, and it's like, yeah, well, I get what you're trying to say, but you weren't MVP. And he's like, no, but that was my MVP season that year. Like, yeah, you finished like third or fourth. Third. Like that, you, can't, right, you can't call yourself an MVP when you finish third. He calls himself playoff P or P, yeah, whatever, that too. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, he, he calls over, himself that. Over or under? What? What am I? I don't know. I said Nick's over. So do I give an under now? Uh, yeah, go for it. Uh, well, no, any anything you want. It's up to you. Dealer's choice. See, I want to I, I want to leave that one team for later. So let's get into let's get into the magic under. Now, here's why I'm fading. Under? Here's why I'm fading Chip's second favorite team that Vegas has. What is it? 22 and a half? Yeah, 22 and a half. 22 Too and many. a half on DraftKings. Yeah. Too many. So how many someone's Someone hits 60, someone hits under 20, like almost every year. Yeah. I think, you know, it would be wrong for me to be as high on Evan Fournier and his offensive contributions as I am to say that like year two Cole Anthony, year two RJ Hampton, like these guys are going to like, you know, I know they have Markel. I know they have T Ross still. Are they going to trade Ross? Maybe during the season he goes, you know, Wendell Carter Jr. getting 70 million. Um, I thought I said my pre-draft take that year was that he'd be better than Bagley. So jury's still yes, out on that. In my, in my right. opinion, the jury, jury is still out on that. But right now, Carter Jr. is definitely better. And he's not bad, but is is he like 
if that's your big signing, you know, technically, like, is that going to propel you to, I just think someone's got to go under 20, 22 and a half on the magic. Like they could get over 20 wins at 21 and the under would still hit. So, you know, whether they, I think they win somewhere from 17 to 21. I know it's playing it close to 22, but these guys are going to be bad because I think their young guys are going to be good. They're not, they're not, they're not great yet. Then the thought of them is very good. And I, I agree with that, but they're not there yet. And I'm, I'm going to fade them even though Vegas seems to have like super fade. I'm, I'm going to fade the fade. Just doing like a quick look through the standings of uh, and not last year or the year before, because they were obviously lesser seasons, but it looks like every year there's about two or three teams that finish with 21 or fewer wins. So if you're, if you're taking a guess on the magic to be the worst team in the NBA, mo- most likely if they are, you're going to win that bet pretty easily. Like, like you said, 17 to 21 is kind of like where that 30th team in the league usually tends to sit. Yeah. And I also think that the, the conference is, is pretty, pretty strong with the heat Hawks, you know, the Hornets, um, it's not, it's not the easiest conference to play through. I mean, I, I, I see the, the wizards are 34 and a half, I believe. And I mean, I don't know if they get to that, but the point is, you know, they, they play in a, in a tough conference. Um, it, it, I don't think it's crazy to say that they would be under and be the worst team, uh, you know, but there is Houston as well. You know, they, they kind of suck too. So there's a few teams knows. down there at the yeah. bottom. Houston's no, line is 27, crazy. 27 yeah. and a half. Wow, Houston's really? 27 and a half. Yeah, yeah. 20, I take the under there. I'm they taking like, the under there. They like, I guess, Wall and Green and Port. Is Wall even playing for them? Is he going to play? I don't, play no, not, I don't think he, he's going to be like a mentor. A, yeah, they pulled oh, an OKC so with him. They yeah. sent so, him home. So Vegas is saying that this young group of guys is going to is going to make something happen. I think Vegas gonna, loves Kevin Porter Jr. Uh, oh he's yeah, really he's good. like he's like number two on most improved player. Uh, he's going to average yeah. like eight assists this year. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess I like Kevin Porter like Jr. Green. Kevin Porter Jr. is going to average like seven or eight assists this year. Yeah. Hey, he was great for me in the fantasy pickup realm. He is a he's like he a six picked- eight point guard who can yeah. tween has his pack. Like it's it's. It, I know. Like I didn't want him on the Knicks because of off court stuff. Right. He's going to be on a court in Houston, and you can't overthink it. He's a six yeah. eight point guard that can tween has his pack. Step back three fillet pass that's really good and he's gonna be pa- he's gonna be passing to a guy who can put the ball in the hole Jalen green yeah like Although I bet- of them could defend you know yeah. chip and i could score a couple points per possession on them with the pick and roll but i <laughs> yeah. I, I think like i'm i'm pretty at offense like you know vegas is saying that they're gonna win games i don't think they win games i think they put stats up though those kids are gonna get their stats like sengun is gonna get his stats I love him. This is a money-making year for that team. You want to know one of the – okay, so I, I'll take an over here, but it's just one of – staying on the theme of talking about the crappy teams. I'm actually – I would take the over, and you can get 24-and-a-half at points bet. I'd take the over on the Pistons. I, I kind of like the idea of, of Kate Cunningham and Jeremy Grant. Like, I don't think they're going to be great. Like, I'm not saying they're going to be, like, a playing team or anything like that. But I think 24-and-a-half – 
especially how, how Jeremy Grant kind of broke out last year. And then if Cade Cunningham is kind of all he's cracked up to be, I could see them stealing a few games here and there, not being terrible. Like I'm not going to sit here and bet on them to make the playoffs or anything like that, but I wouldn't be shocked if they stole a few games. And like, like you said, Chris, the magic are going to be pretty bad. Then in the East, you got the Cavs. Like it's not, I know the East this is going to be bad. Jeremy Grant who like no one talks about anymore. He was legit last year. If not for, yeah, if he not started for, out hot. He if not for Julius really Randle, like Jeremy hot. Grant would, would be uh, most improved probably. He yeah, Julius second, Randall right? just had the, yeah, largest, he just, he the just, best single season turnaround literally, I think ever. Yeah. Um, it was just like a runaway. So you can't fault Grant for that, but yeah, Grant Cunningham, like just kind of put my faith. Grant, if they didn't have Cade and they were running it back with like Killian Grant, say they got, not green, like someone worse, you know, say they got uh, a Franz Wagner or, mm-hmm. or someone who's not going to be great, great year one. I'd be fading the crap out of them because Grant's going to come down to earth next year. But now Grant has like Cade Cunningham yeah. and Killian Hayes creating offense for him. That's yeah. going to be decent. It's not going to be great. It's not going to be great. It's going to be decent. I, be I was very decent. high on Killian coming uh like when he was, I was going to say coming out of college, but when he was coming over in the draft, ratio farm home. Yeah. Ratio farm home. I watched, mm-hmm. I watched some ratio farm home uh, tape on his way over, but yeah, I just, I, I like, I like some of their young guys. I think Grant's good. Um, and I just, I, I'm, I was kind of like living up by the, uh, like the teams up in the upper echelon with my picks. I wanted to mix in at least like one, one kind of uh, seller dweller, if you will. So you just have the one bad team? Yeah. yeah that, so I actually, I, my overs already, since we did Knicks, Nuggets, and then Pistons were my three overs. All right. If we're sticking with bad teams, I'll I'll take my bad team here. But I have uh, an under, and that's the Minnesota Timberwolves. No. Uh, yes. That I have the over. You have oh, the over oh, on there the we go. There we go. Let's duke it out right this now. This is the first. This is the first like actual like one on one battle we have. 35, 35 and a half. First of all, five straight unders for the T Wolves. Ten of the last they're twelve due. seasons they've hit the under. They're not. They're not due. They're not due. They're not due. They stink and they're gonna stink again. This this team won twenty three games last year. Twenty six games in a normal season. What win rate did they play at under Finch? Now, I know there's a new coach bump, but year two, Ann Edwards. Year seven, Carl Anthony Towns coming out of a really rough stretch. He knows very damn well that, as Schwinn says, it is put up or shut up time for Cat. And Cat doesn't want to shut up. He wants to be great and get the hell out of there to New York or or something. (laughs) Yeah, somewhere. That's not happening if he stinks it up. He's motivated. And that adds up to 10 more wins. Like he's Michael Jordan and Edwards. Finch knows what to do with that kid. I think that this team squeaks by 35 wins. The range that I had set was 37 to 40. So I think they squeak by. I, I like the Timberwolves this year to finally make something happen because the Kings like the Spurs, like these these teams are not moving me. The Timberwolves have some motivation. And Edwards, after his first offseason, like that kid is really good. Cat, we know is very good, but do we know he's elite? No. 
He's got to prove it this year. I think he knows that. The fact that they fired, uh, what's his name, like right before training camp just turns me off of the Timberwolves kind of like, I get like it. Chip. It's just, yeah, they've been the dumpster fire for too long that I, I just, I, I can't see myself uh, actually hitting that over. But I also, this is not one that I had. I, I, I stayed away from them. Um, they're a complete, uh, I, I get it. They're, they're, they're a wild card for sure because of what happened with Rosas, but I just don't see it. I, I don't at all see how they're going to improve more than 10 wins. I think Edwards is really good. Uh, I We have Towns is going to do something next year that we've never seen him do in his career. I didn't see enough of that last year, but I don't know. I, the the A Rod bump, maybe the A Rod bump. The A Rod bump. The A Rod bump. Yeah, he's yeah he's very experienced owner, so <laughs> that, that'll really help out. Yeah, it's, no, I think that's I, it. Ah, God. No, I I just don't see it with the T Wolves, and I look. I'm just banking on their. I'm banking on their history too, man. Like, no matter how much they suck, yeah, Vegas and Vegas predicts them to suck. They continue to suck more. <laughs> like, it's just, I mean, you can count on the T-Wolves sucking. So, I I don't. And, you, wait, Chris, you're saying eight this. Nine seed. Eight to nine seed without trading for Simmons. I think they put together, I think they crumble like a cookie if they make it to the playoffs. That team isn't built for primetime like that. Without think, trading for Simmons, you're saying all of this. I think. Hold, let me let me let me run standings in my head. Hold on, we got. Oh no, eight was a bit much. I forgot Portland. I forgot Portland existed. Let's do. I totally forgot that they were in the, the NBA. Yeah, um, no shit, they are. Would you think they were in college? Let's. Do, I mean, listen, <laughs> they're out. They're all the way out there, out west. Some the last time Dan Lillard won anything significant in the Pac-12. Um, yeah, Portland's in the back. <laughs> um, let's not nine nine to eleven. Yeah. So our playing team. Playing team. I mean, I think I might one of my picks for the under is a play-in team that's getting a lot of hype, uh, or what I think is a play-in team that's getting a lot of hype. That's not going to be a bad team, but I just think is not great. Okay. I think I think the Wolves Western make some Conference points. team. Eastern Conference. I, can I guess? Yeah. Bulls. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I had that same thought process of like, I, 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 I was like, I, was too. I, he I don't, I don't hate the Bulls necessarily. <laughs> I don't, I don't think they're going to be bad, but like they're getting so much hype and they have no Dude, depth, too much. no depth at all. Like they've zero depth. We were talking about this on a segment before, but like they're going to be relying on like Io Desun move for like big minutes and stuff. Like they're just to me, there, there could be a good team, but I like I. I would never, I would never take their over. Okay, it's, it's too high a number it. for a for forty two and a half. It's too high a number for so many new faces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you many have guys to... haven't played together, and Vooch and Levine are essentially new faces too. Yeah, so it's so many new guys. Here's my take on on Chicago. Quickly, um, wait until right before the start of the season when all the Bulls fans say, "Ah, fuck it, over mm-hmm. line." Maybe gets another Maybe, half win, yeah. another win up, and you get in there and hammer the under. Because I think this Bulls team can't – maybe they'll be good next year. Maybe next year they surprise us and make the sixth seed. 
this year playing. I, I, I think them and Washington or them and Charlotte are the two play in teams. It's tough with a team without much continuity to like put it all together in year one. And that's true when you have like guys like LeBron, Kevin Durant, like, like, even when you have like big superstars like that, it's still true. And the Bulls are they're trying to do it with they're trying to do it with like Vooch, DeRozan, <laughs> you know, Lonzo, like all good players. Don't get me wrong, but like no one who like can just put you on their back for yeah, half the season. Say, that's their whole thing. Their whole thing is let's share the rock. Levine can yeah. be our number one guy, but Lonzo can shoot it. Vooch can score it. You know, uh, DeRozan can play make and, and, and put some pressure on and the ramp. DeRozan also, he he did DeRozan the, uh, stinks. what was it, the Jabari Parker or Andrew Wiggins thing? Where No, it was Andrew Wiggins, where he signs a contract and essentially signs it and says, I promise I'll play defense now. Like oh that Andrew Wiggins yeah, thing yeah I was, yeah I was like what Andrew Wiggins thing are you no doing? no I'm yeah I'm <laughs> thinking of when he signed with t- the Timberwolves and he was like he's like don't worry no I promise I'm gonna start playing defense now. Uh, okay like that's what it, what okay. the Rosen said I think too okay just making sure he's yeah no nah, playing yeah <laughs> yeah 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 I'm, I'm thinking of Timberwolves Andrew Wiggins now <laughs> okay. I uh, I think I think the Bulls under. And the wolves over because those two teams are still connected, you know. From they are, earlier. they are. I think I'm this gonna, year the wolves get their their vengeance. I'm gonna this wolves over under is gonna be. I'm gonna remember this one. Yeah, for we sure. Gotta, this we wolves, mark this, this wolves one down over and under. Come back to it. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, we'll we'll check the records at the end of the year. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I think for my uh, so my got my last under here team we haven't even mentioned yet. The Celtics at 46 and a half. Stay in the hell away from that personally. Yeah. I think obviously the Celtics could be like, could take a jump. You know, Jason Tatum's a stud. Jalen Brown's good. But kind of what we're talking about here with like all these teams in the East getting a little bit better. And I can't see, like, I don't think the Celtics got like a way better in the offseason or anything like that. Um, So the Knicks are going to be better. The Bulls will be a little bit better. I'm not saying they're going to be better than the Celtics necessarily, but I think it's just going to be like a more crowded Eastern conference. And I'm always like low on the Celtics coming into the season. Like, I don't know. I don't like hate the Celtics, but every time I come into the season, I'm like, they're not as good as they think they are. They're not as good as their fans think they are. They're not as good as Vegas thinks they are. I don't know. That's exactly how I feel about them. It's like that's why I didn't bet them because I feel like I'm betting with my heart because I hate Mm. them so much and I hate Danny Ainge and I hate the Mm. way everyone talks about Brad Stevens. Like he's a genius. And I'm like, I'm not thinking about this rationally. I can't bet this because maybe I'm completely wrong because my personal feelings are involved in this. So I'm like, Chris, I just stay, I stayed away from it. That's probably the smart way. I'm seeing it wrong. Yeah. Yeah, That's probably the (laughs) smart way to do it. But I don't know. I saw that uh, old tweet about, uh, if you would, if you had to start a franchise, would you choose Giannis Antetokounmpo <laughs> or Brad Stevens? And I was just like, I, the Manic. That's what it was. LeBron. It was no, it was Giannis. It was like Chris Mannix, I think. It was no, Mannix. Chris, Mannix, Mannix, Mannix was and then Nate. The original Silver. Mannix thing was Jason Tatum or Stevens. I think. Well, okay. I think it was then Tatum or Stevens. Nate Silver had the Giannis or Brad Stevens one, which is the one I saw today. But just yeah, that whole debate of like when. Brad Stevens, like coached like an you know an underrated team to the I think it was like the Eastern Conference Finals, and then everyone's like, I take him over any player in the NBA today. Like the what a coach can do. It's like okay, all right. Like, and that was in my head. So I saw Celtics, and I was like, fuck them. 
Andre. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you can't rationally bet the Celtics. It's but it, that's that's why betting is great because you don't have to be rational. You, as long as you don't care about losing money. Yeah, exactly. Like I bet Coastal Carolina minus nineteen tonight just because I love watching them that's, play. I have no yeah. idea what's gonna happen. Those, <laughs> those those are your boys, Coastal. Yeah. I was telling you, Chip. I actually I went to school in high school with about two or three of their their coaching members. Uh, some yeah. of them played down there, and now they're a part of the staff. Uh, they, but yeah, so I know they Coastal have mullets. Well. I know they all have mullets yeah. on that team. Yes, yes. <laughs> he, and the one guy that I do know has had a mullet since high school. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, they, it, he was a good I receiver. Love that team. He was a good love receiver that team. himself. So love that team. Yeah. So uh, we're kind of we're kind of running a little long here, but we don't want to. Do we want to run through some of the last ones we got? I got a couple. I, Chris, why don't you say, go? I'll, I'll speed run mine, and then Chip, you can speed run yours. I'll just do my full list of six. Over, Knicks, Wolves, Warriors. I really like Golden State this year. I think that Clay is not going to come back 100%. I think everyone's thinking that, and I think everyone's overthinking how good Steph Curry is at basketball. Mm -hmm. They were the ninth seed last year. They lost in the play-in. This is a team that is not going to want to play around in terms of seeding this year. Moody can help now. Kuminga is not going to be great, but I I don't think he's going to suck. Like, he can help in quotes – now, year two, Wiseman, you know, getting yelled at by Draymond enough. Like, at some point, it's <laughs> going to click for him. Steve Kerr, read and react is not the easiest to figure out, and I get it. So, I like the Warriors next year to – I believe they're, they're, it's like 48, 47. 48 and a half. 47 yeah. and a half, 48 yeah, something, something like that. that. Yeah. 52. Let's run I, it. I would go under with them. If it, 52 if it was wins for yeah, By the way, one. sneaky plus 1,100 to win the championship. Vegas really likes the Warriors this year. Hmm. Oh. Really likes them. So. Yeah. They're going to do I, well I in the regular season? Thanks. I would. My three unders, my three unders, Bulls, Magic, and Memphis Grizzlies. I do not like Memphis the this Grizzlies year. The Grizzlies aggression. I think that... Valanchunas to Adams is one weird as hell. And two with John Morant, a bigger downgrade than people are thinking. I think Zaire Williams is going to be a darn good NBA player. Not this year. (laughs) So like if that was your guy, all right, but you're basically punting on this season if by, by doing that trade. and, And like, it was just weird to me. Like all that for Zaire was like, all right. Um, this team under like three or four under their total is what's going to hit. I mean, I don't expect them to reek. I just don't think they're going to be fantastic. I think their total is like 41, something like that. And I, I thought that was a bit much. I could pull it up right here. 40, I'm 41 and a half. 41 and a half. 41 and a half. 41 and a half. Yeah. Like, are we, are we serious? <laughs> yes, we are serious. We are serious. Under. Are serious. So those are my six. Knicks, Wolves, Warriors over. Bulls, Magic, Grizzlies, under. We are serious because I'm hammering the over on the Grizzlies. My overs are Knicks over 41 and a half and Grizzlies over 41 and a half. The Grizzlies have hit the over in each of the last two seasons. They're going to hit it again. They won 38 last year, which is 43 wins in a normal season. I think they're, you think they're, I don't know what they're plateauing. You think they're regressing, whatever. I think they're moving. I, I actually like the Adam signing. I think he's a good fit for them. I like, like, you know, I look, I get it. Valanchunas is a floor spacer. I can't co-sign it. I can't. I know. I know you don't like it, but I I think it's, I think that was actually a good trade for both teams. I really do. 
And I think Adams is going to play really well for them. I, I think the trade was made a lot for Triple J too because it frees up and gives him more touches because obviously Adams doesn't need the shots that Valanciunas does. You got to learn does. how to rebound a basketball, man. I'm getting Porzingis vibes over there. Easy. That's my pick for most improved player right there, Triple J. I like that because I think for most improved player, you have to have a guy. Like if you're just looking at odds and going like, yeah, I like Garland at whatever. Like that's not going to happen. I, yeah. I, I think you got to have a guy that's like your guy for most improved because for that to work. And I, I exactly. love that pick. Exactly. And uh, no, I obviously I'm all in on the Grizzlies this year. I love the Grizzlies this year. So I, I think they could even sneak into a top eight seed. Definitely going to be in the play-in game, but I, I really like the Grizzlies this year. I think – Obviously, I like Ja coming out of the draft, and I think I think they're going to be really good. Obviously, I just said Ja's uh, Triple J's my big two and most improved player, so I think he's going to have a great year. So I think they're – and I'm a big Steven Adams fan. I, I think they're going to be really good. So I, I liked what they did in the offseason. I, yeah, I uh, I love Memphis. The over, Chip and I head-to-head on both. Head-to-head yeah. on, on Minnesota and Memphis. We'll see. Double LMs. We'll see what happens at the end of the year. Random teams, too. <laughs> yeah. What, what straight, yeah. I mean, I guess it makes sense that, that we disagree on like random teams. Instead yeah, of, that's true. Can I, can, I, yeah. can I go around the pod real quick before you I know, we say, wrap up? Can I say I'll my last ahead. under? My last under. Oh, my God, I thought you were done. My God. I, I no, have no, a I, team that I want to ask you guys over or under, but go ahead. Okay. I just one no, no, more. No, finish up for sure. My Utah under 51 and a half. My Minnesota under 35 and a half. And then I have the Pacers under 42 and a half. What? You're yeah. off that one too? You're fading Carlisle. I just Big wouldn't time. touch it. Big I just wouldn't I touch, touch it either. Yeah, I Big wouldn't time. touch it either. Big time. Big time. I just wouldn't touch it. I don't think yeah. Rick oh, Carlisle has that many wins. I don't think Rick Carlisle has that many wins. Yeah, I, I don't feel I don't feel wins. strong enough either way on in yeah, I would, yeah, to I, do I anything. I, think I like them to finish like top nine in the East for sure. I don't. Yeah, I think I think my two over would be obviously the Knicks. I like Charlotte to go over their total as well. Uh, my under, like I said, the 76ers would be it. And uh, Chris, you you went over right with uh, Golden State. That would be my other. Under. Yeah, but you said you take the under there. Yeah, I would take the under. Those those are just my 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 few that I would I would put uh, a bet down on. But uh, Chris, you have a uh, one more you wanted to run through for us. I gotta know what you guys think about Lakers. Fifty two and a half. Mm. I will That's take so tough. Over. Wow. Over. God, that is hard. I would no, take over. I would say over. I would take the over. Over. Well. That was my pick and, too. Yeah, I would I would say they win about 50 54, 55, maybe 50, 54 to 56 was my range. I think yeah. with yeah. over unders, I think the most important thing to remember is that Vegas is trying to get the same amount of people on both sides of the bet. And all these memes, everything about the Lakers being a retirement home, like there are people out there fading them because they think they're going to break down. I think the smart bet is to take the over and to bet on LeBron James to be the leader of a good basketball team. 
that can win 54 plus games. Now, can that bet go haywire fast because that team can break down? Yes. That's why I wouldn't make it. But if I just wanted to know if you guys had to pick, like, that's oh, the thing with futures. We talking about was, earlier. He also finished seventh in the West last year and may want to prove, like, hey, I can still finish top mm. three in a conference. That still yep. matters to me. I can still roll through all these other teams. Yeah, I was going to say, I'd be way more confident in the over on the Lakers win total than, you know, betting them to win the finals or anything like that. Um, Cause I think there is a legitimate chance they break down or they just, they don't have the horses when it comes down to it. Uh, just in terms of like guys just getting hurt and stuff like that. Like if one or two of the big three gets hurt in the playoffs, like we saw what happened when Davis was banged up last year. Uh, but yeah, I'd, I'm probably with you guys the over on that. Just, just cause if LeBron is healthy and Westbrook is healthy, you know, those two guys are just maniacs who will just like yep, want to yep. prove a point in the regular season and win, you know, 55, 56, 57 games. Um, so, yeah, that would be my over. Um, yeah. But thanks again, Chris, for coming on and running through some of these win totals. I think we had some some good uh, back and forth, especially you and Tri- you and Chip are like new rivals now. <laughs> no, this is going to be very fun because I yeah. took the under on his magic. We mm-hmm. disagree on the, the the other two M's. Three M's we disagree yeah. on. Magic, Minnesota, and Memphis. Memphis. I can't. I thought you would agree with me on Memphis. Wow. I don't like John Moran. I'm not a John Moran guy. I he like he tweets like good. He tweets like a like a 12 year old. I just think like if he's gonna be the leader of that team, like well, he kind of has a body of a 12 year old. I don't know if I trust too, that yeah. athleticism. I don't know if I trust that locker room to hit an over over 82 this year with Zaire Williams and it's a lot of young guys. It's Stephen Adams, you know, kind of the locker room leader now. Sure, that'll work. I just. Why Steven Adams and John Moran? I don't get it. I don't get what is the obsession? What are the Knicks next? You know, Zion, then Ja. What are Leon's going to go send like Mitch and quickly to just just to pair the number three pick with Steven Adams, too, so they can all have played with him? Like, I don't get what the obsession is. (laughs) Uh, I I can't do it. He's pretty good at basketball, Steven Adams, but Steven Adams is very mediocre, in my opinion. Yeah, but they've just been a team that's like they've just been able to find a way. You know what I mean? Like the last few years, they, no, they have fight. been able to find. You know, I, I like that Andre Iguodala saga on their part. I love how they played that, but also how they played that was kind of immature. Like, I just don't know if I buy this locker room for 82 games. I know that's a bit of speculation, but like, I just, if I had to put money on it, I don't know if I'm doing. Well, that's mark about it, it down. Cause this that's is the end of the Memphis. We got to gotta revisit this. In Memphis, a Minnesota and magic. Yep. We'll talk about I it. And it. that, we got to talk about the Warriors in a year too. Yeah, so, okay. we got right. we got that we got a couple good. rivalries going on here. But uh, thanks again, Chris, and Thank everyone you, listening. Guys. Go check them out on Twitter, uh, Nick's Film School. Uh, Chris, your what's your handle for Twitter? My full name, Chris Persianians. Uh, I will Chris not Percy spell it on the pod. Yeah, we'll we'll <laughs> we'll have it all linked in uh, in a Twitter post for you guys uh, later on. So we'll we'll get that going. Thanks again, Chris. Thanks for having me. And welcome back to another Nick State of Mind betting podcast segment, whatever the heck you want to call it. We have another friend of the show. If you listen to the Nick State of Mind, you know Jeff Campbell. Jeff is joining us to talk some NBA futures. Uh, we're going to go into Eastern Conference, Western Conference, who's going to win the championship, all that good stuff. Uh, but first off, Jeff, how's it going? Uh, not too not too long of a hiatus for you on Nick State of Mind. We're getting running you back uh, after, what was it, last week or the week before? Yeah, man. Oh, always a pleasure. Um, I it's like 
obviously I knew that the season is coming up soon. I mean, we've been talking about mm-hmm. it enough, and if you're a Twitter addict like I am, I mean, it's all anyone talks about, but it's just, it's, it's kind of surreal and crazy how close it is. Um, but more mm-hmm. than pumped to be talking about, uh, you know, our, our, our conference picks and stuff like that. I'm, I'm ready to get going. Yeah, no, nah, it's, it, it's weird how season always seems to creep up on us. Uh, especially this year, kind of going back to almost um, now they're the NBA is on this normal schedule. It was a shortened off season still again. Uh, so it's still a little, little odd that it's back up this quick, but I don't think any of us are really complaining about it. Um, Cause we got Knicks basketball and just NBA in general back, but I guess let's start off with the Eastern conference. Uh, since this is a Knicks centric po- podcast, might as well start with the, the Knicks conference. First question, just is anyone taking the Knicks to win the East this year? You're, you're asking, is anyone throwing money away? <laughs> is is that, yeah. Is anyone, <laughs> you know, no offense to the Knicks, but is anyone flushing money down the toilet? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think I'm going to be putting any real money on the Knicks to win the Eastern Conference. No, because they're not okay. going to do it. <laughs> All right. So now that we got that out of the way, it doesn't just judging by your reactions to the question uh, on the Zoom here. I, I don't think anyone's taking the Knicks. Um, so I guess we'll start. Jeff, who do you have coming out of the East this year? Because there's a lot, obviously a lot of craziness going on. You have the Bucks coming off winning a championship. Can they run it back? And then you have the Nets who are obviously loaded. But there's questions there about who's even going to be available for them this year. Uh, so who do you have in the Eastern conference this year? Yeah, I was um, ultimately I, I decided to go with the nets here. Um, it's, it's funny. Like, I feel like whenever I talk about the nets, a part of me has to check my own like Nick's bias. And like, am I just being like, a bitter, slightly jealous Nets fan, even though I, I love the Knicks and, and what they've done and um, their progress is nothing to sneeze at at all. But at the end of the day, uh, the Nets do have three top 20 players on their roster. Um, I, I, I actually like kind of the smaller moves that the Nets made around the margins. Um, Javon Carter and Patty Mills, I think, are going to be really good. Uh, pickups for them, Paul Millsap, you know, signing for next to nothing to be on that team. Obviously, he's not going to give you anything in the way of athleticism, but a guy that is still smart, can play well. Um, obviously, they have Blake and, and LaMarcus Aldridge coming back as well. I mean, you know, I, I, <laughs> I, I, at some point, you get kind of tired of talking about Kyrie Irving, but even without Kyrie Irving, if I and I said it on the last time I was I was with you guys, I still think when it's all said and done, he will be playing the majority of of games for the Nets this year. Even without him, with James Harden, Kevin Durant, um, and the depth that I think they boast, um, and I love the Bucks, and I and I was just kind of doing a little bit of a deep dive into them too, and. Who would have thought Bobby Portis would be, you know, such a big player for them and and uh, and their championship run? Um, you know, I I still think the Bucks will be obviously very good this year, but really really hard to go against the Nets. Even even without Kyrie Irving, I think just some of the moves that they made um, actually improve some areas of weaknesses. Weakness uh, certainly, um, you know, at, at least a little bit of perimeter defending. 
Um, they're still really going to struggle uh, on, on the interior, but the, the crux of their team is, is always going to be outscoring you. And whenever you have James Harden and Kevin Durant, um, nine times, nine times out of 10, you're going to do that. So I went with the Nets. Chip, yeah. who you got? Yeah, that makes sense. The Nets. I, I mean, uh, I, I'm with you on that. I think you, you can only really safely make one bet in the Eastern conference going with the Nets. And I mean, as much as you want to go with the Bucks, the Bucks are uh, plus 390 on DraftKings. So it, it makes more sense to go with them look the the reality is you're not going to make any money betting the nets to go to the Mm -hmm. nba finals because they're the favorite to win the finals they're plus 100 on DraftKings to to win the east and go to the finals but i mean jeff you just laid it all out there they're probably going to go as long as durant and harden are healthy and i mean if Kyrie gets vaccinated and comes back they're definitely going to go to the finals but there's a lot of ifs there that's the thing which means Milwaukee is worth putting money on. But outside of Brooklyn and Milwaukee, I'm not sure anybody else is worth putting money on, barring a Giannis injury. You know, I mean, it's it's really hard to get back to the NBA Finals. But I look at these other teams, and I'm looking at, like, Sixers. No, I don't think they beat the Bucks or the Nets. Uh, the Heat, I know everybody loves the Heat, but... Do they beat the Bucks with a healthy Giannis? I mean, I know they just added Lowry, and I'm the biggest Kyle Lowry fan there is, but Kyle Lowry can't guard Giannis, and we saw what Giannis did to them last year. I, Yeah, I think uh, if you really want to put, like I just said, you, you're you not going to make any money better than the Nets to win the East. You're not going to make any money, really. That's the unfortunate uh, reality. The, the favorite wins in the NBA. Yeah, that's what happens. But I think the Bucks are worth putting money on just because Jeff kind of alluded to the soap opera element of the Nets mm-hmm. with Kyrie Irving and all of that. Who knows how that'll play out? And you also have James Harden's, James Harden's unfortunate history of playoff explo- implosions. So I think the Bucks they're worth putting money on at plus 390, but I... I, I would pick the Nets to come out just because they are if if Harden and Durant are healthy, they're mm-hmm. just gonna be so good. And if Kyrie comes back, they're one of the most talented teams of all time. So you have to pick them. But I would say Milwaukee's definitely worth putting money on at that value. Yeah, I, I'm just piggybacking off the two of you guys. I, I agree. Nets are the the Nets are the favorite for a reason and they're probably you know, unless something crazy happens and I'm not putting Kyrie aside because I'm not even thinking about that. As long as they have Harden and Durant, they're probably the, you know, the, I don't know how significant, but they're, they're easily a favorite to win the East. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually chip, you mentioned the heat. They're actually a team. I mean, we crazier things have happened. I mean, they made it in the bubble, which you could just say that was, you know, the environment of the bubble was perfect for them. Uh, which is definitely possible. But last year, you saw Lakers and Heat both were bounced in the first round. So clearly they were both feeling the effects of um, – and I think like a year ago today, I think the 20 – was it the 2020 finals was going on a, still a year ago today, I believe. Um, so like they really didn't have a ton of time to recover 
from that finals trip for next year. I think now you have a more like kind of rejuvenated team. You bring in Kyle Lowry. Uh, they still have Duncan Robinson, Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero. Like they, I know they lost a couple guys in free agency, but I think they're better off this year than they were last year. And at, you know, like plus 1200, they're looking like on a couple places right now. I could see that as being, you know, just a kind of like a, a not even that they're like a crazy long shot, but you know, in the NBA, they kind of are, even though they're the, you know, the fourth team on this list. Um, so, yeah, I mean, gone to my head, I'm taking the nets, but if, if I'm trying to win a little bit of money, maybe, and in a surprise, I think I would go with the heat with that. That was Again. the one team that I was going to, I was going to say uh, at plus, what was it? 1200, I think to, to win the East. I, I think I saw like if you have money to wait, like if you have money to just throw on some teams, I I would I would definitely take that bet. Um, PJ Tucker is a nice little signing for them That's as well. That's true. I didn't even mention him. Mar- yeah. Markeith Morris, like they're like I was just reading. John Hollinger had them finishing sixth in the East. I think that's a joke. Um, I think I think they'll be better than that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I'm still not picking them over the <laughs> Nets, but. That's a that's a nice bet. If you have some money to throw out there and and you want to get a little you know sneaky in there, I, I I would I would definitely throw some money on them for sure. Yeah, and so I guess the East is kind of a little bit boring just because how the Nets have kind of separated themselves from the pack. Maybe um maybe I'm misreading it. Maybe I think you guys are both in on the Lakers in the West, but I think the West is probably the the one of the two conferences this year that is kind of more wide open because as we said nets and even the bucks more likely than not one of those two teams is making it out of the east i think with the way that the lakers are a little bit older um there are some injury concerns there with anthony davis you already see trevor Ariza's out um you know all those guys are kind of getting a little long in the tooth i think if there's a conference where you could see kind of a surprise team kind of like the suns last year or like the heat two years ago. Uh, if you could see a surprise team like that, I think the West would be it. And I guess that's my question. Are you guys going with the Lakers and just going chalk or do you think there's going to be someone kind of rise up out of nowhere and, and make the finals? Going with the Lakers to win the West is boring here. Plus yeah. 200. Yeah, I'd argue I mean, that it's even more boring than going with the Nets in the yeah, East. It is like, because there's there's so much. I mean, not so much potential for injury, but it's it's boring to pick LeBron to win. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. it's boring to pick LeBron to win, and there's there's injury potential there, and I think there's more potential for injury with LeBron and AD and. Uh, <clears throat> Carmelo is getting older and it's, it's an, it's an old team. And I, I think it's like you said, it's more wide open. I I think the East is probably a two team conference and I'm looking at some of these teams and I, I might be insane to even suggest the Mavericks at plus 1300, but I kind of, want to throw money on it yeah just because of how good luca is and ignore the fact that jason kidd is the coach (laughs) yeah but exactly what i was thinking but that's how good i think luca is i I, 
I, I that's that's my long shot pick there. But like you look like Golden uh, Golden State is right after uh, the Lakers plus five fifty, then Phoenix and Utah plus six fifty, and Clippers also plus six fifty, Denver plus nine hundred. There's a lot of contenders for the West. A lot of good teams. And then it goes Mavericks plus 1,300, and then huge drop-off Blazers plus 3,500, So, I, which I think is, is accurate. And I think the Mavericks are worth putting money on, but if anyone is going to win the West outside of the Lakers realistically, it wouldn't surprise me if it was the Warriors. When, so getting we were just getting Clay back, Chris. Yeah, getting Clay we, back at a, yeah, we were, a later. Hopefully, he gets up to full strength by the playoffs. He's ready. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Like LeBron and AD are healthy. Lakers are going back to the finals. That's what's happening. But I think Warriors and uh, Mavericks are worth putting money on. Just so good. And if Clay comes back and is anywhere close to what he was. You have Steph and Clay and Draymond again. And I know Draymond's not what he used to be, but we were just like, we were just talking about this with Chris. Like, who knows? Wiseman, who knows what he's going to look like next year? It's, I don't know. It's a, and I mean, it's, it's, it's boring to bet the favorite all the time, just in a future. It's, it's just boring to be watching. Oh, you're going to watch LeBron James all year and hope he wins. Oh, it's that's, probably that's profitable <laughs> in the NBA, but yeah, I would agree. It's boring. I, I wanted to pick the Warriors uh, so badly for this segment, but I'm a, I'm actually a little bit worried about them. I don't know if uh, if this sounds blasphemous to be down on the Warriors, but I um I the the obviously Clay coming back to be determined is is a little scary for me. Um, I forget the exact ages. I might have these flipped, but Steph's 33, Draymond's 31. <clears throat> Uh, the thing, the thing that helps them is I love, and it's it's you know it's one of those classic um, NBA Twitter sayings. It's only preseason, but or it's only summer league. But yeah. Jonathan Kaminga looks like a damn stud. He looks like he could slot in in a lot of different areas. I'm still very high on James Wiseman, despite the fact that he was injured and sometimes looked really, really lost out there. He is also super young and he played yeah. three games in college. Um, but I don't know, man. I, I, I feel like Steph went to the well really, really deep last year and put up some absolutely ridiculous numbers in this team. Um, you know, Essentially, almost what? What did they they sniff the play in tournament at the at they the were end? they were nine I think yeah yeah they lost the Lakers in a play in yeah so I don't know where they're gonna be um, by the time Clay comes back and you know luckily for him his game has never been predicated on incredible athleticism um, so I don't know how much if he is taking a step back it's going to hurt him but um I want this team to be good uh but I I'm a little bit worried about them the the team that I and I don't chip I don't think you're crazy at all for wanting to put some money on the Mavericks cuz I want to put some money on the Nuggets and I know that the Nuggets are always the bridesmaid never the bride but um I'm I'm doing this for one reason and one reason only. Well, two, I guess, health and youth. Because if I'm looking at the Lakers 
the Suns and the Clippers, right? Kawhi is still hurt. I, we don't know when when he's coming back. Um, the Lakers have a ton of guys on the wrong side of 30. Um, the Suns gave a ton of money to Chris Paul. Chris Paul is is the genius of all geniuses on a basketball court, but who knows what his health is going to look like this year. The Nuggets are, I think, in a great position to really shock some teams this year. And would it LeBron played in what? I, I remember looking it up because I was we were having these all-star debates. He played before the all-star game, he played in what, like 30, 30 something games or oh no, no, maybe it was for the all NBA voting. That was it. Didn't he play in like barely like 50 games or something like that? Or he was 45 games last year. That's what it was. So LeBron played in 45 games last year. And at the end of the day, he is the most impressive athlete I think I've ever seen in my (laughs) lifetime. But I just don't know if, if this is a sign, right? Like, is this, is this the beginning of the end? And, and you, you, you added mellow to the team and that's just another aging and declining player. You know, his skill set is declining. Um, so I don't know, man, I'm, I'm looking at that and, and what Chip said is, is ultimately true. If, if AD and LeBron are healthy, I, I do believe they'll be in the finals, but my long shot is the nugget nuggets. And I actually don't think it's that much of a long shot. That's I'm, I'm actually, that's my pick too. I'm right on the same, the same wavelength with you of the nuggets. Like just, if you, you think about it from a macro view, they've had, a few years now where they've had some playoff success. Like obviously they haven't gone to the finals. They haven't won a championship, but they've gone through some battles in the playoffs. Uh, They're coming down from three, one against the Clippers. Like they have that playoff experience that could ultimately, you know, just, we saw it with the Knicks, you make the playoffs one year, you're not going to win it all. Like you, you need that playoff experience to really like go on a deep run and make it through these seven game series, these grinds, the nuggets have been through that grind. And then this year, <clears throat> you got Jokic coming off his MVP season. Obviously, I don't think he's going to necessarily do as well as he did last year, but he's still Jokic. He's still a stud. You have uh, Gordon for a full season, which, you know, say what you want about the contracts for him and Michael Porter Jr. I think they're going to be very good players for them. Uh, Denver's really, like, with the luxury tax, they're going for it now. Like, you don't have Jamal Murray, but he could come back at some point in the season and if he gets ramped up and gets healthy, I'm not saying he's going to be as good as he was pre-injury. I mean, I think that's <clears throat> probably down the line for 2022, 2023, when we see him kind of like back to completely what he was. But I don't think it's crazy to think that he could come back and be like a high-level contributor um, maybe down the stretch in the playoffs, depending on his, his injury timeline. Uh, so then I think you have Jokic as that like kind of that head of the uh, – you know, head of the monster, whatever you want to call it, head of Ultron. Um, and then you've got some like really nice pieces around him where MPJ can kind of carry the scoring load. Gordon can be that defensive stopper who, you know, takes the toughest assignment every night, does a little bit on offense, rebounds, like kind of does like Swiss army knife. Um, I just, I, I like a lot of what the Nuggets do. And I think they're kind of flying under the radar this year where I think the Suns are going to take re- regression. I think the Jazz are going to take a step back. Kind of Chip convinced me of that. We were talking about it before. Uh, I do like the Warriors like you guys do too. I, I think it's tough, or at least like Chip, like you do. I think depending on health for them, that's a big thing. 
Um, but the, I, I actually, I actually think the Nuggets are going to come out on top of the West. And like you said, Chip, if LeBron and AD are there, it's tough to beat the Lakers. But I don't an know. We, it's a we, big we, if. Yeah, it's a big if. And you know, I think and they're it's probably not just gonna... LeBron's health too. Yeah, oh, yeah it's, it's, it's the entire too. it's right. the entire team. I mean, LeBron. I didn't even remember that until you just brought it up, Jeff. But like 45 games out of a possible 72, we never like we, we, that's happened a couple times since he's joined yeah. the Lakers, and we never saw that Cleveland, Miami, either stopping Cleveland or Miami. He played, you know, he's about to turn 37, man. He's got yeah. so many miles on him. Yeah. And this this ain't football where he's Tom Brady and he can stand stand in the back, you know, in the pocket and not get touched all game. You know, this it's like. Eventually, father time comes for everybody. And I'm not saying that. I'm not saying LeBron's done. He's washed. Like, we don't need to make any declarations. He's still but, one of the five best players in the NBA. Yeah. But eventually, <laughs> eventually, eventually it's going to happen. And he's yeah. not going to he's not going to be the guy who can just walk out on the floor and win a game just because he's LeBron and he locks in. And I think this might be kind of potentially maybe I'm a year early, two years early on it. But this could potentially be kind of like a changing of the guard where LeBron is no longer that guy who just shows up and wins. It wasn't that when Giannis won the title, you don't think? So I guess the, like the whole like injury to AD, you can kind of say like it, AD, LeBron clearly wasn't 100% last year. Like, I don't know. It's, But according to him, he'll never be 100% again. So I don't know. <laughs> I we, I, I need I need a spreadsheet of what percent <laughs> he's going to be at this year and like in what game and in the playoffs where he's going to be percentage wise. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Although Kevin Durant did say he's going to give 110 percent this year. So, so we know Kevin Durant is 110 percent. We're not sure about LeBron. <laughs> LeBron's at 125 percent yeah, yeah. this year. Yeah. Something like um, that. yeah. So I guess that that leads us into our our championship picks because i guess with this it's a betting on like to win the east or win the west your odds are a little shorter the nets i mean they make a little bit more sense they're my pick to win it all and if i was betting i like on this gun to my head i probably would bet them because if you can get them at like plus 225 something around there i don't think that's terrible value on the nets obviously it's not a sexy pick it's not it's not really going to move the needle for many people but I think I, I couldn't see myself betting anyone other than the Nets. Cause even how I'm just talking about how I'm so high on the Nuggets, I think, you know, they have a good structure around Jokic and everything, Murray coming back, all that. I still think in a seven game series, Nets fully loaded versus anyone else in the league. It's just the Nets are going to win. Plus, there's a risk that Jokic could get hurt during mm-hmm. the season and then you lose all your money if that yeah. happens. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's, yeah. that's, that's the toughest one we've, future we've come across so far because uh i mean should, should you really even waste any money <laughs> besides picking uh uh anyone other than the nets i shout out to the website sports odds history because i was using that for this and it has the preseason odds for all of the nba uh finals winners since uh dating back to 1984 1985 and Going back to the narrative of the favorites always winning in the NBA, uh, only eight championship teams since 1984-85 have had preseason odds of plus 1,000 or higher. So team the 
team, the favorites, whatever you want to call it, the high team <clears throat> always win. Yeah. That's how it works in the NBA. So I'm assuming the Bucks, that, the Bucks were one of those teams last year. The, I, you know, I can burn that up right now. Actually, the Bucks were plus five fifty last year. Oh wow, okay. So the, yeah. yeah, I have, uh, I have it all. Actually, I have all of the teams right here. I can read them to you. Uh, the 2018-19 Raptors, the 2014-15 Warriors, the mm-hmm. 2013-14 Spurs, the 2011. Uh, Mavs, the yeah. 28, uh, the 2007-08 Celtics, uh, the 0304 Pistons, the 0203 Spurs, and then the 93-94 Rockets. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was it. So you're looking at um, – I'm looking at the <clears throat> teams right here, and I'm kind of discounting anyone outside of – Brooklyn, Lakers, Bucks, and Warriors, pretty much. Because the the first team listed after the Warriors is the Jazz at plus fifteen hundred. And I me and Danny, Danny, you just brought up that I think the Jazz are gonna regress. I would never put money on the Jazz to win the finals. And then it has the Clippers at plus seventeen hundred. I'm not gonna put money on the Clippers with Kawhi. The Suns at plus seventeen hundred. I don't think the the Suns are gonna win the finals. Sixers at plus two thousand. No, I'm not. I'm not going Stay to do that. Than that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then Boy. you just mentioned the nugget, and then you just mentioned the Nuggets at plus two thousand. Um, yeah, it's just a, a a tough one because you're like, why, why bet against the Nets? Yeah, they're so they're so good. Why would you bet against the Nets? Uh, is it really worth betting? And the the Bucks repeat possibility is tempting. They're plus nine hundred on DraftKings, so I understand if you would want to put money on the Bucks there. It's kind of worth it. And also, we've been talking about the Warriors the entire time we've been doing this betting preview. They're plus eleven hundred on DraftKings to win the finals, but I, I don't know if I'm that confident in the Warriors for them to do the whole to win the whole thing. I think the best value you can get, the most money you could probably make, is the Bucks at plus nine hundred and. But I'm not even sure I would waste my money betting against the Nets to win the finals at this point. I really wouldn't. They're so loaded. Yeah, I um, I feel like the Nets have that classic um, super team story, you know, where, where the first year that they're <laughs> formed, they always have to struggle, right? I mean, LeBron's uh heat you know obviously famously lost against the mavs and uh, the nets lost against the bucks last year so um to me that that was always going to kind of be the way and and i think this year they're set up you know to to really just kind of at least in the regular season just kind of run through things mm-hmm. a bit um and then we'll see kind of where it goes from there but um yeah, I, I just I, I can't see the Nets losing if they're a healthy team, if they're together all year, um, even without Kyrie, honestly. I just think James Harden and, and Kevin Durant alone are going to um, do some pretty special things. So, yeah, I, I would go with the Nets. I, I think, Chip, I think there's pretty good value in in betting um, the uh, the Bucks there. I, I think that's yeah. a pretty decent – Precinct go, go of it. And I think that at least from a defensive standpoint, now losing Tucker, I think is, is tough 
for um, the Bucks, even though he didn't play particularly well, I think in in the playoffs. But they have enough versatile guys, I think, to give the Nets some trouble defensively. Um, and you know, I think it's always incredibly fun and entertaining to watch. Um, well, we'll see. We, I guess we would see if Giannis takes on more of the the onus of guarding KD. I know they did it in in. I know he did in parts of the series, but not necessarily all of it. And he got a little bit of criticism for it, but yeah, I mean, it's the nets for me. If, if I had some extra money lying around, I, I would, I would probably throw it on the bucks too. Yeah. And I think the one thing to keep in mind with these ones too, especially like for, I mean, for people betting on like DraftKings and FanDuel and stuff like that, you can like, say I, I would take, I took the nuggets to win the finals and they make the finals. If at that point you're like, all right, there's no way they're betting the net, they're beating the Nets. You can like they'll you'll be able to cash out and make more money than you don't. So if you're taking one of those long shots, I if I if it was me at least, and I'm taking one of the you know whether it's the Nuggets or the Mavericks or you know somebody like that, I would just kind of keep an eye on it. <laughs> Eventually, I'd probably see a number where they're like you can cash out for you know twice your money or whatever the case may be, and I'd probably be like. Yeah. Okay. That's not, that's time. Yeah. Like the nets, especially if the nets are like healthy and, and humming. Um, but yeah, I, it, I think the problem, the tough thing about betting these NBA futures is nets, Lakers, bucks outside of that. You're really taking a, you're really taking a big swing. Yeah. Well, you're taking a big swing with all these futures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's like, yeah. that's that's a good point. Too. Like, anytime yeah. you're betting on these futures, and we've we've talked about this before, one injury can change anything. You know, one trade can change anything. I bet you there's a lot of people who had to bet the Nets last year to win the championship, and then thought it was a done deal when they got Harden and yeah. it was over. But then you know, flips back around where Harden gets hurt, Kyrie gets hurt. You know. It's it's these these future bets and things like that. They're always a roller coaster, but um, they're always always kind of fun to throw a little bit of money here and there on it. Mm-hmm. For sure. So any any last thoughts here on our uh, our our championship predictions? Um, no no Knicks no Knicks to win at uh what are they at right now? Plus eight thousand. Really? Plus eight thousand. It's, yeah, it's what? Wait, what is it? Four thousand when the yeah, East? I'm actually plus ten. I'm seeing plus ten thousand on FanDuel. Oh, jeez, to win it all. Um, I mean, <sighs> so when I bet a hundred bucks and you win ten thousand with the Knicks, are, yeah, are listen, I, <laughs> I mean, I, that'd I, be one hell of a party. It would, it would, man. Um, I guess just generally on some of the other teams, like I wonder going back. Like if we went back the past ten seasons, if we looked at trades made at the deadline and how much they either contributed to or didn't contribute to a, a team winning the the eventual championship, because that's the other thing I, I try to look at with some of these guys too is like who is going to have either the cap space or the expiring contracts and future picks maybe too to make a deal for someone that can really shake up the playoff race too like. I, that's something that I'm I'm always kind of like like these te- there are some teams that are in like luxury tax hell like the 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 Warriors are really like if the Warrior I was just looking if the Warriors don't win like this year or next I, I mean it's it's really it's rough for them too because they have Wiggins's contract um, 
there's there's a lot of money on their books. But if there's well, a team, they just signed Steph too. Yeah, so they just Steph, gave Steph a ton of money. Clay, Draymond, like yeah, it's, those three plus team, Wiggins is a lot of chatter. If there's a team out there that that has some sort of flexibility, um, I wonder, you know, who who is out there that's like a movable piece. Obviously, like the big name right now is Ben Simmons, but I don't, you know, I, that's a I, that's a whole different can of literally work. throw yeah. a coin up in the air and then try and figure out where he's going to land. I have no idea, but that's something I'm also interested in too. Yeah, that's and that will change. That will change a lot, and you know. Carl Anthony Towns, is he happy in Minnesota? I mean, you could you could pick – I'm sure there's like – if we sat here and really brainstormed, we could probably pick out five names out of a hat, and then the one – the next disgruntled star who emerges will be someone we weren't even paying attention to. Yeah. So it's, that's the way the NBA works now, it seems like. Speaking of disgruntled stars, can I give one uh, non-conference like pick or – Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a playoffs pick. Uh you know they have DraftKings mm-hmm. has yes or no make the playoffs. Uh, I have uh, Portland Trailblazers to not make the playoffs plus two hundred. Wow! So does yeah. that does that include like playoffs is the final eight in the West? Yes. Yes. All right. Okay. All right. Just to clarify, mm-hmm. yeah, because I would mm-hmm. say if that was just playing, I think it's pretty mm-hmm. safe. But yeah, and I think there's probably good value on the on any or a lot of teams to not make the playoffs because people are probably just like thinking about it as like, well, actually not even that it's probably just the top six teams are guaranteed to make the playoffs. If you're not one of those top six teams, it's a toss up. You got to win, you know, a game or two just to qualify that I could see that kind of burning some people late. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah. I, I liked just, it. I was looking at them heavy because they're, their conference seating. Their over under is seven and a half. I was like, yeah, I I like the Blazers. I I, I would have taken over seven and a half too. It, you have to take that into account. Whatever could happen with Dame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if they get rid of Dame, if that actually transpires, and I even mean, if they don't, don't even if they don't, I, I think they could miss the playoffs. Yeah, they didn't do enough to. They didn't really do make too many moves. But actually, I saw on Twitter somebody was saying like the their GM or president. I forget. Um, Olshay. Yeah, Olshay. <laughs> He like he said something about like we feel like this is the deepest our team has ever been, oh, and someone was asshole. like, someone was like, that sounds familiar. And then there was like screenshots of like 2017, 2018, 2019, <laughs> like a media day. she's saying that exact thing. Like we really love our death. We think we're the deepest team. Like like yeah, it's like okay every year, and you you do nothing to uh, upgrade. But I don't know. That's that's the Blazers for you. There's one team that I feel like is going to be my league pass team this year. And um, it's really just because, like, I have an irrational – like, I just love two of their guards. But I'm interested to know what you guys would take the over under on the Kings set at 36 and a half. I, I feel like both of you are going to be, like, screaming under. But – Davion Mitchell and Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, I knew you were going to say Davion awesome Mitchell's name. <laughs> and I love both of them. And, and I just feel like I just wish they could get rid of Luke Walton. But um, 
I don't I, know. I might be pressed to take the over there. I don't know. I'm I'll not say taking this. the over on a Luke Walton coach team. Dude. Yeah, I would say He's this. I would it. I would like to take the Kings over on that for the same reasons that you do. I like Mitchell. I like Halliburton. I like Fox. Uh, and Rishon Holmes is pretty good. Um, but, yeah, I don't know about Luke Walton. I like the over on De'Aaron Fox's points per game this year. Though I was looking at that. It was 25 and a half, I think. Like the, other, the, other, the other reason, too, I just feel like I, I chip, I forget if you. Oh, yeah. I think it was the podcast where we had it was me, you, present and Chris. Yeah. Like draft Twitter hated Davion Mitchell, hated him. They were like, he's too small, six mm. foot without shoes, the wingspan, blah, blah, blah. This dude is he's awesome. Good. I can't. A gamer. A gamer. I can't wait to watch him play. He was he was one of those high risers late. Like his college, like ascension, seriously helped his draft stock. And I think for a lot of you know, like draft Twitter people, like you're talking about, um, like I don't know anyone specifically, but I would assume that what like the the pushback on him is like he wasn't a highly rated prospect necessarily, yeah. like for a while. And yeah. they're like, all right, well now people are overhyping him because he you know did this, but I. I kind of I kind of tend to agree with you on that. I mean, I know college success doesn't always translate to the NBA, but the dude is just a dog. He can defend. Yeah, he's he is. he's got an. I think he's got enough offense to kind of make it work right now. And then if his offense kind of comes along even more, and just like that dog mentality he has, I, I think he's going to be a good so player. So uncomfortable, like it's mm-hmm. you know why? And and Danny, like it's so crazy. I I don't want to get on this whole like it's a sad state of defensive affairs in the nba but like (laughs) you don't see players guard like him like he literally is in your grill and he has a lateral quickness to to um i guess gamble a little bit to see to be Mm -hmm. that close to you so that the guy is not just gonna blow by you but i hate to take part of this podcast but like i remember talking to his assistant coach on one of the last episodes I did for Hoops Addicts. And this dude was like, they came back from the flight or the bus from the national championship game. And he texted one of the freshmen who um, was not even playing on the team and was like, yo, let's go to the gym. And the guy was like, oh, I have a paper due tomorrow. He was like, do you want to make it to the league or do you want to be valedictorian? (laughs) This guy, um, Davion Mitchell, is all about – like, we're Knicks fans. Like, we love hearing all these gym rat stories, Julius Mm -hmm. getting off the plane, you know, blah, blah, blah. And quickly, Obi in in the gym. RJ going back after the game and shooting a Yeah, Davion Mm -hmm. Mitchell, that's what he does. Like, literally, that's all he – this kid is going to be – I can't wait. I just although wait. he wasn't happy he went to Sacramento. He was not happy. He yeah, ended up in Sacramento, I, I mean, I don't blame. Hey, that, listen, he's he's in the league. He's not gonna. Yeah. yeah, he's a rookie. He's not gonna. You know, he he doesn't have the leverage to no. uh, say I yeah. don't want to be here. He's no. you got to you got to work. You got to you got to get does. to work. He does. Uh, but yeah, I guess I guess that's that's all we got here uh, for our. Our the end of our our betting preview podcast for the season. I think we got into uh, you know, as as much as we could try and go away from the chalk. We tried to, um, but thanks again for coming on, Jeff and uh, everybody. You can get him on Twitter at Jeff Boyard, and you can be sure that Jeff will be back on the pod. I'm sure 
multiple times during the season to actually talk a little bit more about the Knicks um, rather than some general NBA stuff. But yeah, thanks again, Jeff, for coming on. We always appreciate it. Always, man. Really appreciate you guys having me on. Always great to talk uh, ball and really looking forward to the season starting up. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So thanks again, everybody, for listening. We'll catch you on the next episode of Nick's State of Mind. And uh, yeah, thanks again.